What is going on, everybody? It is episode 153 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself, please. Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. How you doing today? I'm good. I hit you with the please introduce yourself, please. Two pleases please, in one please. sentence. Please, please. I, I, it was weird hearing you say 153. It just sounds like a very high number. I know. Uh, I, I was looking. I was like looking down to make sure because like when we're when we're doing the thumbnails and everything every day, I have to make sure we're getting the right stuff. And uh, got that. Had to change the month to July. So we're <laughs> all in order here today, guys. And we have a guest. Please introduce yourself. What's up, sir? everybody? Ian Crossland up in here. Good to see you. Choo choo. Yeah, choo choo, bitches. <laughs> we got we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Ian was on for one of the uh, earlier versions of the Ezra Miller saga. I, I literally, it's become so much that I had no idea what I don't remember what, to, what day that was. I, and there have been so many that I have no idea which like, one. Which insane story was it <laughs> that we. It was the one where time. he took the girl out of the country and she was like 16, the activist mm -hmm. from okay. the Native American. Well, since then, there's been another 12 year old uh, current. 12 year old oh. that he was exposed for grooming unbelievable it's like i, I didn't Allegedly. know i didn't know what to name this the, the episode so i just named it ezra miller's journeys abroad or something like that because it's just like i it's it's too insane it's it's mad libs so we've got that we are going to talk about jk rowling and in the fact that capitalism is king when it comes to money for these companies uh the idea here is that warner brothers defended her but it is not because uh they are bastions of of any type of ideology they just uh they know that they they can make money off of her and we'll get into that we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna talk about howard's Stern and how I really do believe this might be the pinnacle of like proving that uh, these franchises like Marvel and DC they are just um, empty shells of something for celebrities to expand their profile and they don't actually like these things they they for the most part hate them uh, but use them to elevate who they are or in Howard uh, Stern's case stay relevant so we've got the those we got podluck so if you guys are ready we'll just get right into it Mary are we ready we are so ready Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, right in front of your camera, too. Perfect. Ian, good to go? Yeah, man. All right, let's do this. So it says, uh, the name of this article says, Ezra Miller uh, accused of harassing woman uh, in Germany and Iceland choking victim breaks their silence. So to break yeah. it down first, do you want to just tell people about the Iceland incident? Yeah. So um, this article rehashes some things that we've already covered, so I don't want to get too deep into that. But... Um, they got in contact with the bartender who personally witnessed the viral video of him choke slamming the woman outside the bar in Iceland. Who, who is not to be named. Uh, she, who, she didn't want to be named. Yeah, she still is remaining anonymous. Um, so that only happened because they halted filming for Secrets of Dumbledore. Yep. And he decided to just keep hanging out in Iceland. I don't know why they didn't have uh, any lockdown measures there, but good for them, I guess. Very based. For um, Iceland, you just be like, we're just like, we can't, we draw the line <laughs> at not being able to drink in public. Yeah, so Ezra Miller does what he does best. He just started being a regular at Iceland bars in uh, Reykjavik. Um, I am not even going to come close to being able to pronounce this particular pub, but um, he became familiar with the people working there and the regulars there. Um, and at first, everyone was getting along and people liked him. He has a very open personality. They like to talk about philosophy and things like that. Um, but the bartender uh, was interviewed by Variety and he came early to his shift the day that this altercation happened. Um, he said... We brushed it off as two friends getting drunk and getting in a fight. It's Iceland. That happens twice a week. Beautiful. 
but Miller was confronting the woman asking, do you want to fight? Is that what you do? <laughs> Grabbed her neck um, and then gently lowered her to the ground. I don't know if chokeslamming is exactly the word to use for it, but, you know, close enough. Very much. Um, and the the bartender had to get in the middle of it. That's when her friend stopped recording. Um, I was wondering if they had, like, security footage of this happening, but I, I guess not. I guess not. Um, so this bartender had to personally intervene, and, and multiple people had to pull him off of the woman because he continued um, yelling in her face and, and holding her down. Uh, he also spit in her face. And then what ended up happening was uh, he, he also spit in the bartender's face. Um, he got locked out of the pub then from the side entrance, I believe. Then, then this bartender recounted that he had to run over to the front entrance and lock it before Ezra Miller, who... <laughs> There's a lot of entitlement in that behavior, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and Ezra Miller ran around the perimeter of the building to get to the front and then started like trying to bang down the door. Mm -hmm. And when he realized he wasn't going to be allowed back inside, he got picked up by two of his friends in Iceland, whoever those people were. I'd love for them to reach out. Um, Follow to, us here. I, I want to know, like, why you're trying to save this man. Well, this was a long time. Granted, this is before a lot of this information had come out. Uh, and then so th that leads to, to, to what happened after that. Do we, was there more from that story or do we just go right into Nadia? Let's get into Nadia okay. because this was more... Um, like we're just rehashing that because the the viral video came out after um well okay the vi the viral video came out and then Nadia recalled that she saw it and then she assumed that they were just playing around yep. because she met Ezra Miller shortly after that she met she Ezra asked Miller. him about it and he acted like oh, it was just, we were just playing around like it wasn't serious. And to be fair, like if you don't know the other stories that have come out yet and uh, all one video can be interpreted any number of ways, you know, you, if you know somebody fairly well, you're liable to give them the benefit of the doubt. But maybe. she didn't even know him well. But, uh, but uh, you know, but in general, the media, I mean, we, we harp a lot on the idea that you can't really trust the media. And that, does, that doesn't mean, just because it confirm, it might confirm something that you think is true, doesn't mean you should trust it anymore. Uh, than if it's something that you find disagreeable, right? So she at least gets the benefit of, about, of the doubt there. So she met him at yeah. a, a gallery opening, uh, right? That was in Los Angeles, was in Los Angeles when they first met. But she is from Berlin, and her name is Nadia. Yes. Uh, and she talks about they have a two-year, she has a two-year friendship with Miller, which was mostly via text message. The actor came to her apartment in, Ber in Berlin late one evening in February of 2022 at her invitation. They had seen each other before. They had a, a consensual sexual encounter in 2020. Uh, but after a friendly interaction, Miller's mood sharply turned when she told them that they couldn't smoke in their home. So that was the, Firstly, the thing that I sets them off. Firstly, I thought it was weird that he never booked a hotel in Berlin instead he he texted her at 4 a.m. being like hey I just showed up if he just got in I suppose it's possible he might not have been able to get into his hotel till check-in time right I mean that's, I don't know so so it says uh so they're talking about this incident where like they couldn't smoke right uh where they couldn't smoke uh it says uh they just that just set them off Nadia said I asked them to leave about 20 minutes me uh 
about 20 minutes, maybe more. They, then they started insulting me. I'm a transphobic piece of S. I'm a Nazi. It became very, it became so stressful for me. They were going around my house, looking at everything, touching everything, spreading tobacco leaves on the floor. It felt very disgusting and intrusive. Uh, this is after, so basically he shows up at her apartment at four in the morning and they, they exchange pleasantries. They get along well enough. But then as soon as he's uh, told not to do something, it goes bad. Uh, he said he is a maker of planets and tobacco is sacred to him. Whatever That's, that That means. was his first response yeah, when she said, please don't smoke inside my apartment. Tobacco in South America is known as the father, where they say ayahuasca is the mother. Um, people will do like Tobasco fast or Tobasco. That's Tobasco. Like, that would be, that'd that'd be, be hardcore. That'd be Yikes. hardcore. Tobacco fasts where they'll eat nothing, drink nothing. But what they'll do is boil tobacco leaves and then drink it and then puke up the, the liquid and have these insane psychedelic trips just off of tobacco. Apparently it's a very hardcore, uh, uh, spiritual element, uh, article, I guess you would call it, but I don't know. Smoking a cigarette's a little different story. Yeah. I don't know if he was tr planning on doing a, a religious fast or something. Uh, he's, he continued on a tirade. She said, uh, saying he could do, Whatever they want, whenever they want. <laughs> this basically. is also a, another thing that's important to point out um, that we've both found fascinating about this is like they go out of their way to point out that like this first lady, like we don't know whether they knew that Ezra Miller went by they them pronouns. I'm like, he's not even respecting anybody else's personal space, well-being yeah, or, or, or wishes from a person in their own home. Why are they, why should was, they be held to account for not understanding what the hell his pronouns are? That's yeah. that, insane. That caveat was added um, when the the Icelandic woman who remained anonymous was recounting her story of being choked by him. Um, they were like adding, she she apparently didn't use the correct pronouns when recounting that experience, and they had to add a little note there correcting her. Strangely enough, why um, are these why are these media outlets going out of their way to do that when the behavior yeah. is awful? I, I don't I wish I Thank knew I, I wish I understood but it's just it's clearly something he uses to to bludgeon people and use fear because he immediately accused this this woman in, in Berlin of transphobia because he was trespassing in her apartment he even went into her bedroom and then when she asked him to leave uh he accused her of uh, well he said that he is a victim of our word and she was triggering him. I mean, I'm going to read. I'm going to read part leave. of this word for word. Uh, I'll try okay. to omit the the cuss words and, or the. It says, uh, and this I'm quoting word for word. She said, uh, "They starting with the I'm a maker of planets. Tobacco is sacred." Miller continued on a tirade. She said, "Then they could do whatever they want whenever they want." And basically, when Nadia stood up uh, to insist that the guests should honor their how, their host's house rules, they looked at me with this really mean, stern face and told me, "Sit down," like they were ordering a dog. Nadia told Miller as much their reply she, the, she said yes I'm talking to you like a dog I'm not respecting the pronouns of someone who talks to someone like that I'm yeah. not you do not get the benefit of the doubt anymore I'm sorry it says they said it's okay if uh, if you talk to me like this then it's time for you to go she said and she's like being like weirdly like one thing that I've noticed is everyone goes out of their way to like uh, accommodate this dude 
Like every time something like this happens after this whole incident, she says, I looked up on the internet to see if something bad had happened in his life to see if maybe there was a reason for it. So he's been given every chance by yeah. everyone. And it says, uh, so she says, but Miller did when she asked Ezra to leave, uh, Miller didn't instead that they escalated accusing Nadia of being transphobic and a Nazi. I asked him if they were remember, I told them that I'm a descendant of a Holocaust survivors. So why would you say that to me? She said, they answered screaming at me. Yes. But how many people, People of my family died because many people in their family died. I was like, oh, okay, this is a game of who's got the most trauma. And they love uh, the people who love the progressive stack, who love the idea uh, of the oppression Olympics, love the idea of who has the, you know, you're, you only win by being the person who's the most aggrieved, who suffered the most at the hands of, this is a multi-million dollar actor and she is a woman living in Berlin in 20, uh, in modern day, uh, in the modern day world. These are not people that are uh, necessarily not victims of generational trauma, but when you make it literally a, a quest to figure out which of you has that, and the whole thing is done with malice. Was like, Ezra Miller referring to himself as being a descendant of Holocaust so. survivors? I believe so, but I'm, I can't confirm that. Um, so it says, Nadia dis the, so Nadia disengaged. The only thing I said to them was, leave my house, go away, go away. Can you leave now? Like a broken record. M Miller persisted, stalking her apartment. I told them I was calling the police but uh, because they were refusing to leave, she said. And while I was calling the police, Ezra was calling the police or pretending to call the police. They love to use these types of tactics Again, it's like when Ezra Miller got arrested and started calling uh, a police officer transphobic uh, and threatening them if that if they didn't appreciate uh, respect his pronouns that they would file a, a hate crime complaint. It's cry bullying. They are literally bullying you. He uh, said it's a federal hate crime yeah. to call him by like Mister. Also, I want to keep anything male pronouns. I also want to point out that this incident um, with a woman who he was sexually uh, uh, had a sexual encounter with, uh, all his incidents have also been with biological females. But when he got arrested in Hawaii, he said, "I am I am non-binary transgender. I want a woman, a female police officer, to search me." Yeah. That's that's on purpose, and that is exactly. blatant and evil and falsely. I, I would guess falsely accused the male officer of like groping him. Yep. So it says that never happened. So it says Miller persisted stalking her apartment. I told them I was calling the police. They were refusing to leave. Miller entered Nadia's bedroom. And when she told them to leave, they started to shout that they were a rape survivor. Sorry, they did it. Uh, and I was triggering them, she said. So because he, he said to her, he says, you asking me to leave your room is triggering me. This, this yeah. is what happens when you cater to insanity. You can't do it. Because imagine you're her, right? He's got all the money. He's got all the power. He's got all the ability to get his story out there. She's just some poor person, uh, poor uh, unknown woman living in uh, Berlin. And when he brings up an accusation like that, that she knows can ruin someone's life, that she's transphobic or a Nazi, uh, he knows the kind of fear that instills in someone. And he, he says it to to use that against her to strike fear into the heart of a person like if you're li okay if you're if you're just like a, a 20 something living in a liberal city imagine what getting an, ac an accusation like that comes out uh attached to a famous person so everyone sees it your life's not over but you know like that's the first thing that's going to come up in a headline yeah my advice to anyone that is going to have ezra in their house is <laughs> record him don't do it Re just don't yeah, have him in your house ha have secret cameras on in your house you're allowed to record anything that's going on in your house record him 
and uh, you're, uh, something like this has to be shown to the world on video for him to, to receive accountability. I also want to point out that there was a really interesting term that she used in here, which was jet set abuse. Which oh, is yeah. very, very telling of like what this is. It's he's literally be, uh, by virtue of his privilege, his status and money, he's able to just travel around the world and basically use and abuse people and get no repercussions from the studio that's employing him. Uh, the cops arrest him and he's let out a couple hours later uh, because he's got great lawyers, uh, and it's going to keep happening. And yet the studio has made no like. I mean, t- to to be fair, I don't know what the hell they say in this case. Like, what do they say? It's hearsay. A lot of this is hearsay. Yes. I don't see any evidence of it except for what people have told me. I, I guess in this case, the idea would isn't... be preponderance of evidence. There's video of the choke slamming of the woman. Well, there's something. There, there's, uh, there's video of him uh, at the bar in, in Hawaii. Uh, all that stuff, there are videos to it. And the, and the things about him threatening a cop are on, on video too. There is more than enough video to prove that he has used these tactics before. Did you see the choke slam? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think we can even Yeah, I'd love watch to see it. it. Is that, was that, because yeah. maybe, it was like a, maybe it was a gentle... Uh, grab and lay down. Who knows? Maybe they were deep in the passionate, emotional conversation and you wanted to rest her body. Uh, I, I wouldn't I call doubt it that. What, but I think what might have happened is... Are you seeing the video? Yeah. It's, uh, it's there on the, on the screen up here. If you look over it, Ian. Sweet. Oh, it's bright in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's not very gentle. Yeah, that's assault for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. And in fact, do you want to go back up and read some of the story from that? Because since we're, since we're on that topic, we can go back there. The, uh, the, yeah. the story of the woman in Berlin was more, uh, it's, the, it's the emotional abuse of calling her uh, a Nazi and all of this stuff that's very clearly, thank you, that's very clearly done to manipulate emotionally to people. That's in t- extremely terrifying. And when you have an I- identity markers that are fashionable and you're able to use that as a defense, they get away with a lot. Yeah, so it says... Um in April 2020, her initial reaction, interactions with him felt at first to be uh, in a barbed yet easygoing vein. When she told Miller to meet her in the smoking area, she said she meant it as a joke, and it appeared that Miller took it as one when they remained inside after she said it. And to be fair, when you're drinking, mm-hmm. that, you know. A friend of the woman approached Miller and told them that he'd heard the actor didn't want to fight. My friend didn't have to say that, the woman allowed. It was just a joke, obviously. But Miller took that literally and got super mad and came running outside. That's when one of the woman's friends started recording it. I think it was. I think it's just fun and games, but then it wasn't, she said. All of a sudden, they're on top of me, choking me, still screaming in my face, asking if I wanted to fight. My friend who's filming says they're obviously not joking and it's actually serious. He stops filming and pushes them off me as they're still trying to fight me. Two guy friends of mine are are holding Miller back as they're screaming, this is what you wanted, this is what you wanted. Um, And then this is where they add the caveat that's at the time of the interview. It was unclear whether the woman was aware Miller uses they, them pronouns. That's what's confusing because when she says they were choking me, it sounds like multiple people. Yeah. This this, is crazy. The story is actually, the, the language is not easy to understand here but, and that's by um, choice that he yes. chose to call have people call him they so that it's it is very maybe not so it's confusing but it turns out it's a form of obfuscation when people tell stories about him and it's a form of it's a it's a way to censor we we've gone i've told the story before like we were doing a story about uh demi lovato and i got so frustrated trying to get the the, the pronouns right that i just gave up on making the point and that's 
to, in my opinion, done on purpose. Not, maybe not from Demi Lovato, but someone like Ezra Miller absolutely wants to make it so difficult for the story to be understood when it's being read that they just give up and, and kind of I like let it memory get memory hold. I think it's more that he wants to use that status against people mm -hmm. and he runs in circles where uh like maybe not uh, ordinary people because a lot of ordinary people have never even heard of an identity like that yeah but in you know the circles that he is in in la and you know around an art festival in berlin of course like people are going to be very careful at walking on eggshells not to offend someone yep. who identifies as non-binary. Which so, somebody with uh, very evil proclivities can yeah. then use that as a way of, of defending, of protecting themselves. He's very clearly... Um, Thank you. Like cynically aware that mm. he can use this to control people. So, so it says that for, uh, after speaking with a social worker with her about her options, Nadia realized that a way to defend herself against reprisal from Miller was to share her experience with a journalist. She reached out to a woman's rights advocate while seeking uh, guidance on how to proceed. The source who also corroborated uh, Nadia's account put her in touch with Variety. They said that they corroborated these stories like with like five different people. Her meeting Ezra at yeah. the gallery opening in Los Angeles was corroborated. So Variety did their And another thing here. about them meeting in Los Angeles in 2020 is like she got in her uber they they parted ways she got in her uber and like five minutes later uh miller is like sexting her after they just exchanged numbers and she told him to stop and he stopped yeah. but that just shows like he really does not have uh any social awareness yep uh, like how things that he says are are received and he also doesn't have to face the consequences for that. Not yet, yeah. but that's the thing. If he keeps going to bars and drinking and aggressing on people and he gets his face broken, he's not going to be very popular anymore because that's what's making him popular is his face. He looks like John Lennon, yeah. like a beautiful John Lennon. So it, what's interesting, too, is like it's like if he could just like the one of the hardest parts about this is like if he's just in chaos through drugs and alcohol, maybe cutting out like I can't speak to that. I don't know if this is behaviors because he's legitimately a bad person. I think uh, he he might have like schizophrenic delusions. I do not believe that the that that the kind of psychological attacks that he employs like using those labels like Nazi and transphobia on someone. I don't believe that that's a result of drinking. I think that's just being a bad person. Yeah, yeah. and the whole, and him creating planets. That's delusive thought. Yeah. Like he's not literally creating. Maybe he is outside of the black hole that we're within. He's yeah. creating planets, but it's a psycholot. It's a psycho, psychotic thing to say to someone in it order is, to get something you want. I'm yeah. the I'm God. Like he's saying he's it her. as if it should make sense to other people. Like he latches on to things that are not significant and then applies a huge amount of significance to them. Like we were just. Um, looking at uh they they mentioned in this article uh an incident where he was posting videos on instagram threatening a very specific local chapter of the kkk in uh beulahville north carolina uh, he just really hates those north carolina kkk he, he was members not them, the rest of the kkk he was telling them to take their own lives and then he he basically said and if you decide to keep doing what you're doing and you know what I'm talking about, then I guess we'll have to do it for you. Like he basically threatened to to kill them. Yep, I can kind of identify 
with this, I kind of had a power trip in my mid twenties when I started making YouTube videos. I had this feeling of like, no matter what anyone does to me, I can humiliate them publicly if they cross me. And it was yeah. like, I, I could see the road of cult leader like in front of me. And I just had to, I had to shake myself out of it and go back to normal. But then just imagine you're just somebody who's not a good person and yeah. then who knows that they have that ability and really anyone of any level of super uh, of fame. It's, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like when uh, like some rando when John Joe Schmo 32 on Twitter, like says something like bar, like a, leaves a barb to a celebrity. Like when a celebrity responds, they know that it's going to cause their, the people that like them to also Respond to that person. Now it's on that person for instigating the incident, but I'm always like, can't you just be the bigger person? You know that responding isn't going to do it. Is it really cost you so much to not, uh, you know, dunk on this dude who's going to get uh, a bunch of your weird fans to then come after them because they said something. We're going to talk about that later with Alec Baldwin uh, and yeah. some stuff on Twitter. Like, can they just not leave it alone? But somebody like Ezra Miller's not going to be able to do that. They're going to have to have their opinion heard. I imagine his family life growing up was not very good. I, I don't, I was fortunate to have phenomenal parents that were still there for me after I went psycho on them. And I'm like, you don't understand the federal reserve Monsanto. <laughs> and my mom's like, Ian, not right now. I, I'm, I'm, we're making dinner. Yeah. Ian. We, we, we can't talk what about happened the federal to you? reserve. You're manic. There was a uh, Luke posted a great meme earlier. He says, I've got a PhD pretty uh something is like something about not believing the federal reserve is gonna is gonna be high us, doubt yeah yeah that the federal reserve is <laughs> not going to get us out of this re uh, recession so it says uh now they, they go down and talk about basically the the bar owner in from Reykjavik says like he wishes Ezra the best and that whole experience was ridiculous Nadia is a lot less forgiving of Miller's behavior but also a bit less concerned about any reprisal from the actor since she's uh since they're facing so many other allegations and legal battles when this happened to her a lot of this stuff hadn't come out yet, so she was worried that she could be singled out by Miller uh, and turned into some type of a punching bag. But that just proves to you that they, like anybody he seems to come into contact with, has to literally like form a protective layer around them right. based on these incidents. And it's not just this. Nadia it, was also worried for her life because she said fans showed up to her address after fans of of Miller showed up to her address after this. She also said that because of those videos that uh, Miller was posting threatening those KKK members and after knowing that she was called a Nazi by him uh, she thought oh he might actually like come to my house and try to hurt me yeah and you don't know you, you don't know especially with behavior that erratic he's extremely unhinged he also tried to break back into her apartment building after he yep. was originally kicked out because he accidentally left his jacket there so she had to like throw it out and remember what she said remember what she said she said you stole my you stole my passport. She's Ezra stole her passport. No, Ezra left his wallet and jacket yeah, in this woman's apartment. And then when she wouldn't answer the door, when he's knocking on the door after she finally got her out of the house, he accuses her of stealing it. That is very manipulative and intentional verbiage. It's evil. Yeah. And for all we know, he intentionally left his yeah. jacket there so that he could accuse her of that. We live in a golden age. have an age. excuse to get back it, inside. You don't want to be the person that speaks out against this guy. You need video evidence if mm. you're going to implicate this guy. He's got to, a lot of power right yeah. now. Super Chats. Sean Kelly said, excited for the Friday show. The only person more impressive than Genghis Khan is Ian Crossland. Holler back. Wow. Taimu Jin for the win. That's impressive. Dizwiz said, scary beanie man's gone. It's okay to be merry, merry. 
Okay, no scary beanie man today. Luckily, I don't wear. <laughs> hey, well, I, I have I'm not beanies. scared of Tim. What are you talking about? Scary beanie man. He's like, one of the least intimidating people ever. <laughs> Unless he leaves your passport, his passport in your house. Yes, <laughs> then, then he's got to get back in. Yeah. He's like, give me my passport. Thousand foot deep end said, Ezra Miller, do you want to fight? Is that what you do? Sounds like a classic case of projection. Thank you. Yes, it does. Yeah, do, it, he said, do you want to fight? And then he choked her out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is, Evil, he was dude. like, is that what you do? Like, that's what you do, actually. It's weird how, like, he's made a hobby out of just hanging out and acquainting himself with people and then ruining their lives. I, I also, <laughs> it's kind of funny because he's never doing this to any famous people. He's only yeah. doing this to, like, the, the us plebs in society. Or the, it's not, it, it's not some... Usually they keep they, their drama self-contained. Yeah, like, like, they, they, like I guess the, the nicest thing you can say about Ezra Miller is he, he considers himself one to hang around the common man. Well, he just then abuses the common man <laughs> when he does it. It seems like young women. He's yeah. doing oh, this to young women. Definitely. And, like, some of them are very young. Like, 14, 15... Yeah. 12 the the Literally one from 12. Matt yeah uh, another reason why the identity that he has uh, cloaked himself in gives him leeway you, you can you imagine of a story of like an, a straight adult white male talking like that about 12 year old children it would not be tolerated he's so young that it hasn't caught up to him yet but I mean you see R. Kelly just got 30 yeah, years 30 dude, years I mean for, for stuff Ezra like this. Miller is 29 already and He's like, so like fresh in the in the public. I didn't even know who he was till we talked about him on the show a month ago. So like if this keeps happening, and they'll go back and look at all this stuff later, and then it's like you know guilt by association, guilt through like oh well you had nineteen other accusations. That's, There's that's video of you choking a girl out. There's an interesting point there because I don't know like how many people he travels with, but one of the things they talk about with R. Kelly was that um, like they they charge him under racketeering and basically said like your music. Uh, the success of your music career, you know, your managers, your assistants, they enabled this behavior, which allowed you to get away f with it for so long. So who are the people? And obviously, like, if he's traveling by himself, it's not like the people that work for him are going to know every minute of every day of the stuff he does. But you said but, he had two friends that came and picked him up yeah, from the bar? from the bar. And that was 2020. That was the beginning of all this. Like, well. I don't know how much of that, like, I'm not willing to put the blame on them for, I'm not. Like, it's like, he's got to own up he's, for his own behavior. I don't know if two dudes picking up from a, picking Ezra Miller up from a bar constitutes them, like, uh, you know, helping him behave badly. Mm -hmm. So, And as far as we know, he is in Vermont right now on his farm. Still not getting with, served those papers. Yeah, still not getting served protective order. Um, still sheltering a woman and her three young children. With a bunch of guns and bullets loose all over the place. Yep. Uh, <laughs> also, before we move on, I do want to point out this fake news story that I posted in the slab, uh, uh, like yesterday, to everyone here. It says uh, the headline literally read Elvis did not punch Ezra Miller in a Tokyo bar. Uh, and then they changed it here to say Elvis star Austin Butler. But the first time I read it, it just read Elvis did not punch Ezra Miller in a Tokyo bar. I'm like, did somebody <laughs> break the simulation? That's like, a hard one to disprove. I. That I tapped my computer to make sure it was still real and I was not like uh, like like getting messed up in the matrix it was, uh, it was a mess <laughs> so that was not a real story uh, so see Hobbit said I do Tabasco all the time I'm a degenerate <laughs> don't overdo it <laughs> you know, be very mi careful micro dose Mr. Oh. Y <laughs> Mr. Y said have you guys seen the live streams of the Canadians protesting today happy Canada day no I, have not. I haven't but I don't pay much attention to Canada anyway usually good they should be protesting the only, I'm, getting, only... I'm getting lit up about the Canadians man they deserve freedom what's, or, what's going or on they, in... they can earn it what? what's going on in Canada like something new? Justin Trudeau's a psychopath well, yeah. I mean that's my in my opinion he's overreaching his authority yeah 
banning all guns. But I don't know. I want to look into it. Maybe we'll talk about it later on IRL. Yeah. Yes. Next. Joseph said Ezra would be a chaotic evil bard, maybe? He's he's cha- he's definitely chaotic evil. If you were to categorize him, chaotic evil. Evil, maybe. Definitely chaotic. I, I view the way he the way he uses language to manipulate people, I believe is evil. Interesting. Uh, in in an age where discourse is done mostly online and a single headline can ruin your life i think that his language is ca- categorizes him as actually yeah, usually, not just a, i i think extremely evil yeah you might be right you guys play D? you play dungeons and dragons I haven't. um when i think of evil i think of murderers but you don't have to be a killer to be evil not to ruin someone's life either not in this day and age no i i believe what he's i think what he's like, i'm very um i'm not prone to hyperbole but when i say that i do believe that the media in this country is evil i i mean that and i don't use that term lightly and i believe that his abuse of language his use of uh, certain identity markers and the goodness of people who want to be tolerant and accepting of people his use his ability to use that for his own ga- gains i think that makes him evil wow Bad app said instead of pronouns, let's go back to putting our <laughs> ASL on social media. <laughs> I, I don't know if Mary knows what ASL means. I don't know Age what sex it, location. location. I th- I thought she was going to be like American Sign Language. Uh, no. uh, 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 yes. Uh, well, he put his own on <laughs> after that, so I I got the gist. Okay, uh, um, thirty-two male, Florida. <laughs> he also said my pronouns are it, it's, and it's. Ooh, with an apostrophe Whoa. and without. Oh, s- uh, sorry, it's said. It said its pronouns are its. There. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You retconned I, your own statement. Yes. Um, I'm not going to read your name. They said first time viewer <laughs> saw Mary on Timcast. Good shows, Ian. Thank you for trying to suck less. Well, you're welcome. That's choo choo. That's, that's a life. That's a lifelong endeavor. That's uh, uh see uh, we, Mary is like yesterday yesterday guys we were in a, a dead heat battle to get to 30k first with <laughs> inverted world and I was like Mary you must go and chill chill tonight did it work uh we we actually reached it before IRL started so I'm liking yeah. this show right now yeah. <laughs> hit that like button hit the like button. And Raymond. ding that bell to get notifications. I never do that because I, I grew up watching. Well, for the last few years, I've seen too many videos parodying the people who say like, and hit the like, like, share, subscribe, hit the like. Yeah, like I, like, I can't do it. Self promotion's like, weird, man. That's why people in, in Hollywood have agents because it is very weird to be like, I'm the one you want. You need that first yeah. follower. It's this um, <laughs> yeah. this this I guess whatever you call this this like uh, what do you call it when something phenomenon where. Uh, 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 someone becomes great when they have someone following the first follower phenomenon where like people will think mm-hmm. like I don't know if, if I can trust this guy he seems good but as soon as you see someone's following them then you're way more likely to yeah. believe in them mm-hmm. for some reason yep all right, one more. Raymond G. Maga Stanley Jr. It said. is Maga month after all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy July. We need to talk about Kevin is the foreshadowing of Ezra's real life. Happy Maga month. Happy Maga month. Yes, yeah, so I, I haven't watched uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, but it's interesting. Um, the I guess the premise is he uh, goes to his school and murders his classmates with a bow and arrow. Oh, my god! Is it played by Ezra? Yes. That was after Perks of Being Wolf. Oh, and he's a he's a gun guy. Is too. he a good actor? He's, well, he's been threatening to shoot people in real life. And that's the so. sad thing is like we we like us here who like understand and respect firearms and, and understand the importance of being able to thank, thank you, you of being able to own firearms and protect yourself are then like lobbied against by an industry who have people like Ezra Miller who collects guns but leaves them out or uh, or uh, Machine Gun Kelly who just keeps a shotgun by his bed. It, people who don't understand the importance of actual safety. I, I would not be surprised if he gets his house gets raided. If, if there's 
threats that he's leaving weapons lying about with little kids that the ATF is not preparing to raid his house. Uh, I would hope that they would at the very least take. Oh, they, no, because they, they said they did wellness checks uh, on the house. So I don't know if that's like maybe the, the, the stuff was left in another room. But, you know, who knows how uh, how good those yeah, checks were. I don't like appealing to authority in yep. general, but. I don't know, man. And it's a lot of hearsay. I'm hearing a lot of things about the guy. I know if I could talk to him, it'd be a little different. But the I, I was I was more hesitant at first too. But the videos that came out that clearly showed that same pattern of uh, of linguistic manipulation is enough to tell me that if it's a pattern, if it's happened more than once, uh, and the stories that are coming out uh, to at the very least give them the benefit of the doubt here that I don't think he is. Or I don't think Ezra Miller has earned that benefit of the doubt it's anymore. It's alarming so. that they say he just turns on a dime yeah like um he puts on a facade that he's a very open honest kind person uh and he at first is like talking to people about philosophy and spirituality and um you know he seems very genuine and then you do one thing to in his eyes, like encroach on on his freedom to do whatever the hell he wants. And we're not That's even the, talking about the, the grooming stuff. We're, we're not even, It's the drugs. I, I I spent a lot of time in L.A. smoking a lot of weed, and I knew a lot of people like that. They'd smoke weed and like do other weird drugs and stuff, and talk about God and spirituality and love. And they'd be so high when they're doing it. And then if they don't get their fix, or if it starts to fade, they're mm -hmm. just their temper comes out. Because like when you're high, you're not engaging your emotions properly, exactly. and it's building up and building up is like steam pressure. And they just keep talking about what they think is good, but not what they feel. Yeah. And then when the feelings come out, it comes out like this kind of crap. Or their their feelings are, are are widely disconnected from what they're actually talking about because the drugs mask it so well. Uh, it's one of the things like even now, like years sober, I have a hard time. Like even when I am like like, like the other day when we hit thirty, uh, I was talking to Dallas. Um, from over at the Daily Wire, and we were just talking about things going on, uh, the progress they're making in the industry, and without, and like I still hesitate to this day to get like too excited about stuff because there was a time in my life when I, that stuff would come out, that excitement would come out when you're still using drugs, but then it doesn't match what happens when you come down. So I'm still hesitant to this day to be overly emotive because of how it used to be when things would, when you would fade, you know, even now it's like you just go to bed and you wake up in a different mood and that's a very different thing. So, uh, drugs play a huge part of that for a lot of people. Yeah. I've toned down my excitement and I, I <laughs> like excitement isn't necessarily good. Like when a system excites, it just means it starts to move faster and more chaotically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's scary. Like it's scary though, because it's like, it's the same concept. Like have you ever heard the, like the memes or something where it says like, uh, don't make like people who make plans when they're in a good mood. And then when they finally have to go make, like do the plans they are all bummed because like you were in a more positive headspace. Thank you. You were in a more positive headspace when you made those plans. That was life in LA. Every, yeah. almost every time you'd go out at night, you'd be like, Oh, we meet somebody and you'd be talking, you'd be like, we have got to hang out. And then you realize the next morning they live 50 minutes away because yeah. LA is so huge. And you're like, I'm never going to see that guy again. It's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. A lot of broken plans. There's some more there. James Orenthal, <laughs> uh, I can't pronounce that last name, uh, said Graf Ian in the house. <laughs> Anna Mary, what genre movies, TV do you consume? The pop culture crisis community can best suggest anime within your interests. Uh, yo, Midwest. <laughs> You're just Midwest. Now. I'm just Midwest, I guess. Shout what, out to what do you? What do you, uh, you? Do you prefer to watch? I never really got into anime. Um, I watched Sailor Moon a little bit, but I don't know if that counts. Um, I tried Rosario X Vampire. I just think a lot of them are like kind of hypersexual or. 
they have storylines if they're not they have storylines that don't really appeal to like a western audience yeah at least not me i don't know uh it's becoming more popular among western audiences as these studios make less and less content that people actually want to watch i was big into the smurfs um, I, I was born in 1979. I thought um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was pretty good. Thundercats, yep. highly recommend Thundercats. Yep. Start from the beginning, the original series. I don't For, think that's anime though. It's just called cartoons. Yeah, I don't. I'm not an anime guy. I I love all of almost all of the DC animated movies without fail. End up being fairly good to uh, at the very least average uh, to above average when they're when they're done really really well. And the animated TV shows like Young Justice, Justice League Unlimited. Um, uh, Young Justice, particular, I'm I'm rewatching for like the second time right now. Very I thought, very good. Uh, oh, uh, Sword Art Online was was okay for the first season. Did you guys see that? I if you not. like the metaverse, I've heard of it, but the idea of it sounds really cool. The idea is awesome. The execution was not so great, unfortunately. Oh. It got really repetitive after like episode seven. It started to become the same kind of thing. Every I don't want to spoil any of it, but it's basically about people going into the metaverse and getting stuck inside. <laughs> okay, oh. it's wild. All right, there's one more there, Mary. Uh, Gare Banger 17 said how someone reacts when they get arrested is who they really are, especially when drunk. I mean, most people never get arrested, yeah. so I don't know if you're ever <laughs> going to see who anyone really is. Yeah. Uh, if that's true. I had an experience where I was pulled over one time for speeding and I thanked the officer for pulling me over because I actually thought, you know what? I, I could have killed somebody. Yeah. So thank you for doing your job and keeping the world safe. Yeah. I was in, I was in the wrong. I, I thanked him and I meant it. For me, like even the the times I've been pulled over, like it's one of those things where like people get mad when the when when you're told to comply, and, and I'm not a huge fan of authority. Just uh, like I'm not uh, an appeal to authority guy either. But when you get pulled over, common sense tells you put your hands at ten and two, uh, and answer clearly and respect uh, what's happening uh, to get yourself out of the situation, whether you did it or not. Obviously, um, if you want to fight it, fight it in court and make it to the court date. Now, I don't think that's a good thing to just be like the uh, you know I, I'm not a back the blue guy by. By by any stretch of the imagination, because I think that that blankets everything. Just like saying a cab blankets everything, uh, I try to take a more nuanced approach to it. So, but I've never been arrested, but I have been I've been I've never over. been arrested. No, so. never been arrested either. Thankfully, I imagine I can't imagine you getting arrested. That would be that would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's no use in fighting it, right? Exactly. Well, fighting court. there's no use in threatening uh, federal hate crime. On yes, on the all I could think of when I heard that story is like, just the poor cops. Like I just want to get home to my wife and kids. Yeah, I just like I don't I don't want to deal with. Often this. it's very humiliating to think like oh I was doing something wrong, yeah. and that's why I'm being pulled over by the police right now. But people would be like, no, I'm the good guy of every moment in my life. That's not how it works, dude. Sometimes you're the villain. You just gotta accept it. Everyone thinks that they're the good guy all the time. Well, I, sometimes, I, or you can get outside that and realize what you're doing. You know, that's a very valuable trait. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about J.K. Rowling. So it says, Warner Brothers stands by J.K. Rowling after a reporter blocked from asking question about her. Uh, uh, do not take this to mean that they are like, uh, we're pro J.K. Rowling's beliefs on transgenderism. This is basically J.K. Rowling has the greatest publishing deal in the history of the world, and she makes them a crap ton of money, so they're going to stand by the person who makes the, them a crap ton of money. And that's fine. So it says, Warner Brothers has stood by J.K. Rowling after an external uh, PR rep acting on behalf of the studio told Sky News that the company was, quote, not connected to the author. The studio issued the response following a spat between Sky News and the PR representative who blocked the outlet from asking Harry Potter actor Tom Felton about J.K. Rowling during a press event in London last week. Felton was taking part in an event around the expansion of the Warner Brothers studio tour London, the making of Harry Potter attraction, uh, the actor who played Drake 
Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter film franchise unveiled Professor Sprout's Greenhouse, a fan favorite set from the film films, which will be a permanent addition to the attraction. So he's on basically promo detail right now. Let's imagine that those movies ended like 10 years ago and the actors are still like doing like uh, I'm sure making beyond the residuals are making money for these types of appearances appearances can't imagine the the uh, the amount of income so it says in an interview a sky news reporter asked felton about rowling who has faced backlash for comments about the trans community and who was notably absent from return to hogwarts the hbo max documentary special mar- marking the 20th anniversary of the harry potter franchise so yeah they did like a 20th anniversary get together like all the stars were in it retrospectives and all this stuff and Curiously missing was the person who literally made all of this possible because she's um, what I guess what an activist would call a, a trans exclusionary radical feminist. I don't know if I, I would put her in the, that label because she does we not don't care what yes. she thinks about transgender ideology. We don't care. And most but normal people don't either. Yeah. Only the people uh, in Hollywood who are entrenched in all of this. Uh, would even think to hold a grudge over it. But, like, it's so self-centered that these actors think that they're the ones who, like, created this franchise. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get to what They um, think they Emma own it said. or something. Yeah. It says, at this point, uh, it says, you and the other stars of the film are still very much the face of the franchise, if you like. We speak to you and hear from you guys. J.K. Rowling obviously has some sort of backseat now. Is it strange for her not being around a thing like this? At this point, an external PR executive hired for the event, who is not a Warner Brothers employee, cut, it and sa- cut in and said, next question, please. They're trying to keep her name out of it because they don't want these questions about, uh, like, that most likely is a lead-in question that gets her name in the discussion and then from there they can add the question about it what do you think about what uh, what jk rowling thinks about transgenderism and, and that's so it's like it's a way to sneak the question in there with a more innocuous one to start it says in a statement shared with variety warner brothers stood by its long-standing relationship with rowling and here's the here's the statement it says warner brothers has enjoyed a creative productive productive and fulfilling partnership with jk rowling for the past 20 years she is the one of the world's most accomplished storytellers and we are proud to be the studio to bring her vision characters and stories to life now and for decades to come uh, and for now, I'm in decades to come. Sorry about that. On Monday, a statement was issued by a third-party media agency that appeared contrary to this view. The statement was wholly wrong, and Warner Brothers Studio London regrets it happened as part of a media event that day. The greenhouse expansion opens for Warner Brothers Studio, blah, blah, blah. So the idea here is like that cut-in from that PR rep made it seem like they didn't want her to be mentioned, and that person is not an employee of the, it's a, it's a third party hire who was, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was done on purpose as a way to give them deniability for I mean, that. Do you think this is an, uh, a case of a source close to the situation? Well, this is a real press release here. The, the one at the end, this isn't like a source. This is an actual press release from Warner Brothers, the long one that I just read at okay. the end there. But the end here, it's really, it's just, it's simple. She has the greatest p- deal in publishing history. She is the reason why YA authors now get almost nothing in comparison to what she got because every publisher is expecting, wants to treat every new book and every new author as if that's going to be the next Harry Potter. You are not, if you're in publishing now, if you're a young YA author, you're not getting uh, a deal that includes theme park rights. You're signing that away the moment you take that advance, mm-hmm. right? So she gets, she's kept on to all of that. Anything that has her name on it, she gets a cut of. She, uh, that type of deal is unheard of now. But it's kind of ridiculous that other writers are 
uh, held to the standard of your work is going to be the next Harry Potter. When I know, right? In reality, it's it's just literally not. You can't replicate that level nope. of fanfare. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, it, when you talk about the idea of like what is a cultural phenomenon, it was a cultural phenomenon. I don't know it's if there has gonna been. It's not going to happen again. I don't know if there has been. Um, is there anything that you would think of has been close to that level of uh, of cultural importance as far as media since then? You could say superheroes have become... As uh, far as young adult novels yeah, yeah. turning into film franchises, I mean, maybe Hunger Games. No, not, not really that level. Even. Not, not that yeah. level. Still not but that level. I see what you mean. Like, that would be the closest, something like the It was pretty thing. big considering, but still... You can't construct that's... it. It might happen again, but you really can't construct it. You can't plan no. on it happening and it will, again. And it won't come and from that genre. That, I don't think that authors should be, you know, indirectly punished for... The deal that she got yeah well i guess it's the studio just hedging their bets like we don't yeah, know if it's going to that. we don't know if you're going to reach that level of fame but just in case you do you're not getting theme park money that that we're getting you're not getting toy money that you're getting it makes me very uh it makes me miss uh bill watterson uh do you remember uh no. calvin and hobbs oh yeah uh uh never sold out and never turned hobbs into a, an actual doll never, never allowed them to make uh, a hobbs oh. tiger doll for out of artistic Even integrity to this, day. to this day yep uh doesn't allow them if you oh. see one it is counterfeit the, they don't allow that to be made because he believed that the art was the most important part of that uh and that he because it makes it corporeal like if you do it it makes it real and the idea is that you don't know as an adult like uh, the to the parents hobbs is not real to calvin it is real but if you make it a doll then it is forever a doll and he didn't want to do that to the art Oh, okay. That's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. I kind of love it. I mean, it's. It, it I reminds mean, it's me. It's cool when you compare it to the consumerist yeah. hell that that we live in with and, everything else. And you can still. I guess the idea here is he had a lot of reverence for the art form of comic strips, right? He wanted you to. Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted you to, in, you know, to take in the art as it was uh, and not turn it into something like you, you know the stickers of like Calvin peeing on a logo. Those are all counterfeit too. You're not allowed. He doesn't allow that to be marketed out. Etsy has a huge black market of like Calvin and Hobbes stuff. <laughs> that's vaguely calvin and Hobbes, so mm -hmm. uh it and is now, weird now we see like toys aren't an afterthought uh um, no they're written into the stories uh every disney uh, like make no mistake about it grogu uh, uh baby yoda yeah is designed to be a, a toy and then toy the cat story. in Lightyear. Toy Sox. story was a movie and about toy toys story. yeah yeah I mean, talk about yeah. Art but, meeting life, you know. But they they made that character of socks, the the cat from the new Lightyear movie, and you look yeah. at something like that, you're like, there's no way that was not made because some dude in your marketing department's like, and the toys, the toys will and be fantastic. And it's not even a cute cat. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and, and so what's interesting about this is you read those comments, you you see how they block Tom Felton from talking, and then we have this uh, this article from like about a week ago. It says Emma Watson will return to Harry Potter if J.K. Rowling isn't involved. The self-indulgent attitude, it, it's insane to me. Like, I first got uh, uh, with that this was happening because I saw a tweet that said, uh, J.K. Rowling invented Emma Watson. She literally, she literally. <laughs> she made Emma Watson Emma Watson. She breathed her into life. 
as a, as a celebrity. And it's also the other thing that's funny about this is basically she says, uh, if you go through here, she, her idea here is basically, I will do it. Uh, uh, do you have the? It pointed out. I wanted to find the actual comment she made. Watson oh, made a comment see. at the BAFTAs earlier this year that many took to be directed at J.K. at J.K. Rowling. Watson was arriving on stage to present an award with fellow actor Rebel Wilson. Joked that Hermione Granger, the Hermione Granger actor, calls herself a feminist, but we all know she's a witch. In a comment that is a bit iffy in itself, Watson replied, I'm here for all the witches, which was taken as an, with internet discord as a tacit disagreement with J.K. Rowling's public beliefs on transgender individuals. Uh, since the end of the original eight movies, uh, basically the idea here is that She's also worked with Disney, and this is where I take issue with her saying that she won't work with Rowling. She works with Disney, who we all know has concentration camps that have imprisoned members of the, uh, of the Uyghur Muslim population in China, subjected them to forced, uh, forced abortion, uh, and all sorts of ridiculous human rights abuses. Des Disney owned? Disney, no, they've, they, they worked with the government of China and filmed the movie of Mulan like right over by those camps. And the people who ran those camps had to be involved in that process because they have to be aware of who's shooting in locations close to them. And they thanked them in the credits to Mulan. So Disney has no problem filming movies with China. And to be fair, making movies for a Chinese audience, which I still want to call out whenever that stuff is. When you release stuff in China, you're tacitly approving of what the CCP is doing over it'd, there. It'd be like releasing stuff in Nazi Germany. Yes. Tacitly so, approving of so the Nazis. So she will work with Disney, who has uh, a long history of working with countries with human rights abuses, but will no longer work with the woman who made her famous because she well, said things she disagrees with on the internet. It's not that I... Okay, I don't totally agree that there's a tacit approval of everything the CCP does in filming in China. Um, but what I think is she only uh, pays attention to public disapproval. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't actually care about uh, the ethics of, of who she works with. She cares about uh, who will support my public image. Also, to be fair, she might not even know. Like, I, I would, that's one of those things I can I actually buy her, her to, to not even know. Yeah, I don't. You're talking about Emma? About Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect her to. Um, what I find annoying about it is that her she believes her derivative performance of a character that was written by J.K. Rowling now belongs to her. Oh, yeah. That character. They'll recast it. like Just like Marvel recast the superheroes, all the Harry Potter characters will be recast at some point. So she's got a little bit of power now. I just hope she doesn't abuse it. And, and that's the thing. Like, they don't realize that she... Like, it does not exist without the author, right? And mm -hmm. this proves to you that they do the, that. I think the actors now view all this stuff as IP and not as uh, a, a piece of art that was created by an individual, which in itself is a beautiful, is far is a far more beautiful thing to me than what happens when it becomes corporatized and part of a corporate structure. Uh, but they don't look at it that way. She just looks at it as an aspect of her career, uh, and I think very ungrateful, especially since I always took what J.K. Rowling said. Uh, as fairly measured, she, she got spicy later on as like a as, as like a form of pushback against the people who were clearly like taking what she said to the most hyperbolic ends of saying like uh, she believed that there's aspects of transgenderism that erase women from society. Which, if you watched Matt Walsh's documentary, you understand that that's a very real thing that people are asking questions about now. But you're not allowed to ask questions. Well, it's I don't really care what. Rowling's beliefs are and I, honestly I don't relate to her her urge to be you know have tw have Twitter fingers about it because uh, if I had her level of wealth I 
feel like it would be smarter to just kind of slink back into the shadows mm -hmm. and, you know, and keep writing, but do it for your own fulfillment and not for, you know, merchandising and, and movies. And to you be know? fair, you're right. Like she could both, all of these people could just keep quiet and like, maybe like I'm one of those people. I'm very, like I, I'm very measured with what I say on social media just because it's never worth, to me, it's not worth, I don't want to spend nine hours a day arguing with people who, when somebody purposely misinterprets what I'm saying anyway. That's why you do shows. Yeah. You got to get, this is a way to communicate is with your voice and your face. Exactly. Uh, text is passe, man. It's a horrible it way to communicate passe. with people. So uh, on one hand, I, I say to Rowling, you know, you get what you deserve. You make these comments, you kind of have to make your bed and lie in line it as well but at the same time it's like you'd think that knowing somebody however long she's known Rowling that that would have built up enough of a relationship to at least allow her to keep quiet about what Rowling said uh, so that she doesn't have to pick a side rather than literally just going against them well even when not clout. being directly asked about it she has to make her comment Some kind, she has to allude to it she's kind of made herself her bones as like a feminist icon for so. all the witches exactly is that how she said it yeah I'm they're both annoying i think i i and what yeah. i've taken from rowling is that she's completely supported all of this woke stuff until it butted heads with her interests yeah so. it, she very much courted this audience uh yeah. with the way she treated the franchise after the fact so, so. i think they're both annoying i missed the original her original statement she was saying that she was feared that it would erase women from society that yeah yeah basically her her concept is just she said like look uh like whenever they would talk she anytime something comes up where they mentioned birthing person where that gets used in like a like it was like an npr thing where they mentioned uh birthing person and jk rowling sarcastically tweets there used to be a word for that Women? Yeah. What? I, it doesn't sound like she's saying females in general are being erased, but that the, the idea of the definition of the word, she's a very literal person. She's a literary genius. You know, she uses liturgy to communicate often, and I think she fears the definitions would be twisted. Yeah. And maybe have been twisted. Yep. So, do uh, you want to read the Super Chats? Yes. Uh, Nathan Koss said, In Italy during the 1930s, the brown shirts would sit in on media events and news coverage to shut down discussion about specific topics. Very creepy to see it happening again. Yep, yep. A little bit different, I suppose, being it like it's like a... I don't know what a third-party... PR person is there for I mean uh, that's what was interesting about it is like Warner Brothers made that statement after the fact but if that person was a third party uh, host hired by Warner Brothers likely and they and they interject to stop a question there's a list of things that they're not supposed to that they're supposed to prevent people from talking about right so that that's still a third party person on behalf of Warner Brothers so it's interesting that they both have the question stopped in the moment and then release a press release afterwards. I could be missing something. Because they, they only want to speak on things when they can control it. Completely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Control the narrative. Um, so see Hobbit said, I've been pulled over twice. Each time was nerve-wracking, and I was constantly wondering what I did wrong. Both times were about dead brake lights. <laughs> the police were just doing their jobs. Amen to that. Unavailable ID name said Emma Watson would have made it eventually, but she wouldn't be as big as she is. I saw her in ballet shoes, but Harry Potter skyrocketed her. I never saw that, so uh, like I, I don't, uh, I, I never saw that, and, and most of her other stuff since then I, I found very lackluster. I don't, I do think she did a fair enough job as as uh, Hermione Granger, but she was mm -hmm. terrible when she was a kid. But most child actors are terrible. Yeah, that's not I mean, their. That's the not acting their was fault. horrendous in those early really? movies, but I thought. Harry, the guy Daniel Radcliffe was good. He was a, he was the best by uh, far. Of the child was it actors. like charmingly bad or just? She was like awkward. Uh, she would she would 
say things when you could tell she was saying lines, but wasn't like I didn't believe that was a real person doing a real thing. The redhead guy, just Rupert Grant, yeah. miserably awkward in the early days. They became better. Emma especially became a better actor as the years went on. Daniel became a way better actor as the years went on. He's kind of become like a Josh Hartnett type of like uh, he likes. He very clearly likes to do the smaller, like the indie or weirder films. Like he, he doesn't like because he doesn't really fit the mold of an action star. But he's also like I don't think he likes doing the big budget stuff as much. Guns Akimbo is like the last things he I took saw it him. really seriously, man. He, I don't know if we got he got massive amounts of training, but he, he took that career super seriously. And I don't know if he does. He might do stage now too. I'm, I'm not 110 percent sure about that. So there's a couple more there. Bad app said Mary's a honeypot. <laughs> She's on WeChat. That is the, we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, she is very clearly uh, uh, a CCP spy. After all, PCC you. backwards is just CCP. So yeah, yeah. So no coincidence. And POC backwards is cop. No. Oh, oh my gosh. Mind blown. <laughs> uh, Waffle Sensei, the beloved and empirical, said there's an argument that getting movies out in China. Uh, that get through the cens- censorship but still produce American values is a worthwhile endeavor. Disagree. Because that's still, you're still trying to force American values on a country that is not Thank favorable you. to them and also doesn't care. Like, they don't care about our messaging. Well, the CCP doesn't, that's for sure. But the people, from what I hear, are basically enslaved by their government they're they're occupied by the ccp the real government of china is the republic of china which is based in taiwan that's uh they were pushed out by the communists in the 60s when mao created his cultural revolution and the people just put a clamp down on the on the chinese people so getting through to the people is a different story getting through the government getting through the people are two different stories but the government controls what gets through but again the government the republic is of china a, american values uh shining through in our films is like yeah a gay kiss in light year like which they don't show what are you even doing what do we stand for then is that what you consider to be american values yep i i I would have to have any depth other than self-indulgence i'd have to hear a good example of like a a movie i guess like if top gun maverick made it out there that might be a fair example of like a recent movie that has a little bit more of a a soaring american message that uh about uh, you know being good you know it's it's uh I, I don't know how you'd explain it in the movie, but like uh, um, working hard, um, you know, at a career for as long as he did and training the next generation of these amazing pilots and stuff like that. There's good messages in that movie, but I don't know if that's necessarily, I don't even think it got released. In, it, uh, or it didn't get released in China anyways. So. Seeing the humanity in your enemy is a good American value. Like free speech, uh, letting, yeah. letting people you don't agree with communicate. And I mean, I'm not sure if Top Gun Maverick really i'm trying to think of like yeah I, but i don't know of any american movies that, that come out lately that really hold that like to what we would consider classic american values yeah what's considered american like, values now is so it's like baymax showing a man shopping for tampons and we will like, get into that in pod we'll talk about that later you, but <laughs> and there there's yeah, one more for there uh, joseph said young mary you're a bright spot for your generation good to see well thank you perfect all right, let us move on from Emma Watson and let's talk about Howard Stern. If you if you're uh, imagining that it's not 2022 and it's actually 1996, I imagine you should just hold on. I, I know it feels weird, but it, it's Howard Stern. It's the year 2022 and it's Marvel. It sounds weird, but it's a real thing. So it says Howard Stern leaks Marvel role on hot mic. I'm effing miserable. And that's the part I want to talk about here. He talks about how he's going to be uh, in Doctor Doom. 
Um, I know that's what I, that's what I said. I said, but it's not going to be. I believe it's going to be a podcast. They do like an audio podcast reading cool. thing, which uh, I know uh, DC is kind of doing the same thing. Uh, Winston Duke is playing Batman in like a in like a Batman podcast. Uh, so it says a big time oops for Howard Stern uh, or one of his staffers has Marvel fans buzzing uh, because he accidentally let it slip. He's shooting a movie. He doesn't sound too hyped about it. I still I don't th- from the other things that I've read. It's not a movie. It's a podcast, but we'll see. It says Howard spilled the tea during a break on his serious XM show. Apparently not realizing his microphone was still hot. He chatted with producer. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that Thank name. You. Gary Ella Delabate. Yeah, I think uh, so. About uh, possibly be about possible guests for the show, and he noted that they won't be able to talk much in the summer. Co-host Robin Quivers asked if the, if that meant he was working this summer, and Howard replied, "Well, I'm going to do Doctor Doom." He admits uh, he admits he's less than thrilled about it, saying, "But believe me, I'm <laughs> effing miserable about it." Whoa! I, what, what I what I want to talk about here is that these celebrities, the ones who are taking these roles now, who seem just giddy at the idea of changing a character, changing. The, and remember, I am a proponent. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Uh, thank you. I am a proponent uh, of uh, race swapping when it when they don't make a big deal ab- about it and they let it be just who the character is and they don't talk about it. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. Gender swapping is a little thank bit different. You. But in general, I am more uh, light. I'm more lenient on that than a lot of other people are. But this is just proof that they do not care about the things that you're passionate about. They do not care about the things that you love. It's people like this. Thank you. Thank you. That are using it as a means of keeping themselves relevant and building their own public persona. And I hate that because they play on your nostalgia. They play on your on the things that you love and and they act as if they're proponents of it. And they're not. Howard Stern doesn't give a crap about Marvel. And I guarantee you, he doesn't know who the hell Dr. Doom is. Wait, what if he was saying he's miserable about uh, not being able to talk with him with Robin Quivers that summer. Uh, the, what if let's you let's cannot have honestly the no. We are not no. I'm not giving no, them the benefit of the doubt sorry. today. Like I, no, he's been miserable since he was 17. Yeah, probably even before that. He made a career off of being miserable and, and making fun of other people and talking crap about yeah. people. He's always. I mean, I, I don't want to be too hard on how he's such a good guy. Like. I he really annoys me. He's pretending to be the bigger person after he has, like, made the most cheap shots and like, just I mean he's been even cr- like creeped on uh, people before. Um, it's just he's just a gross person. Uh, and, and when I, when I say like they, they say here, so here's the statement from Marvel. It says Marvel podcasts on Sirius include Marvel's Wastelander, Marvel Method, Marvel Declassified, and officially announced uh, was officially announced back in November of 2020. Uh, beginning today, Series XM is the new destination for exclusive new original podcasts for Marvel Entertainment. In addition to Series XM's recently announced slate of original podcast series and highly curated selected uh, selection of popular shows, Series XM subscribers will select streaming plans, will be able to tune in to exclusive new podcasts oh, like the Marvel you. Method. So basically, they're doing Marvel podcasts that will do comic like storylines like DC is doing. Uh, So he's going to play that character here. And it says, there's a bunch of tweets here. It says, holy crap. I'm not going to say the word. It's a fictional podcast. Yeah. Uh, It'll be a real podcast about uh, comic storylines. Like, so so imagine like an audio podcast, like, like how they used to have radio shows. So it's not an audio book. No, no, it would be a podcast, not like something you buy, but they're only talking about them. They're not like acting. No, he's going to act in them. He's going to act in it. 
wait <laughs> who is the audience for this would you ever nobody you freaking knows no nope. i don't understand i don't know who's and i love batman and i don't know anyone who's who's watching the dc who's listening not watching who's listening to the dc batman audio podcast you I like mean, close your eyes and really can, immerse no, yourself in it i love audiobooks so i guess there there could be a market for that but such an imp- a very important part of comics is the visual aspect of it i that i thought the whole point of that was the visual aspect of it so so, uh, uh, and what I mean by that they, they want to do this stuff to build their profile is we have this article, what? which says Howard Stern teases presidential run, announces Bradley Cooper as pick for vice president. Well, you know what? Bradley Cooper is a fantastic actor, but he should get back to working. He should reintroduce that amazing one season of the show Limitless that he made uh, based on his movie and bring that show back and not think about running for president. That's what Bradley Cooper should be doing. So it says, uh, perhaps the next presidential election will involve a multitude of celebrities. Should Howard Stern follow through with launching a campaign to become president of the United States, an outspoken critic of former President Donald Trump? Wow, that's stunning and brave. Stern has spoken on a satellite radio podcast about concerns that Trump might be running for office again in 2024. Stern seems to feel that his celebrity status could compete with that of Trump's and is confident that he would smoke the former celebrity apprentice host in a presidential election on his show. Well, we get it now. He's just He's insane. Yeah, he if he did run, he'd be like he'd start doing it. He'd be like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. I can't take this anymore, and he'd quit. If you remember when Trump was originally running, he he wasn't getting much traction until the public start until the press started reporting on him, like on the crazy stuff he started tweeting. His uh, the initial part of his presidential run was fairly benign. Uh, it wasn't until he started saying kind of really controversial stuff that but it picked he up was traction. Always kind of a firebrand on Twitter. I yes. don't think that was new in 2015. I wonder if like maybe he like he was just trying to clean it up for a bit before he started to run and then realized it wasn't going to work and he had to like go be who he was. But it says earlier in the morning I was texting back and forth with someone I was interested in potentially being my vice president when I run. That that sounds like an admission of, when of running. I run. You said when I run. Isn't that, are there rules as far as like when they can announce and stuff like that? I don't know. Howard Stern's a liar, so I don't know. <laughs> this person texted me and said, I want to congratulate you and you have my vote. Uh, very lovely conversation. And I said, how would you feel about being my vice president? That should immediately give you pause about giving them your vote. If then they just kind of casually drop in the idea of you being their vice president. Hey, Bradley Cooper's a genius, so yeah. I understand he, that his his cult love for the dude. But he, he was a genius in Limitless, the movie, yeah. which is a fantastic. He, he speaks movie. multiple languages, or at least he speaks French. I think too. He's he's very intelligent. Fellow. So, so this is what I mean: is Marvel is no longer about comics. It's no longer about making great movies. It's about being a place for uh, Kevin Feige to push their lame uh, MCU in Phase Four. And for celebrities who want to either bolster their image because they haven't reached that level of fame yet, or if you're someone like Howard Stern, you desperately want to stay relevant. You think he wanted to do a Doctor Doom podcast? 20 million bucks or something, probably. It's so embarrassing the lengths that some of these washed up celebrities go to for attention. Yeah. And I'm also floored in the first place that there's any audience for a Marvel podcast. That's fictionalized, but not an audiobook, but yes. based on comics, but not visual. Like, I, I really don't understand the point. Also, I'm maybe he just has like such a dry sense of humor that 
like this whole when I run thing is he's just trying to like get people to tweet about him. Now here it says Howard says he's already hit up MCU vet Robert Downey Jr. for acting tips. He's even asked uh, Gary to what? put him in touch with Iron Man director John Favreau for more help. Maybe I'm wrong and it was not a serious accident. Maybe it is like a, a video. It does seem weird to me to put Dr. Doom into like an audio podcast when Dr. Doom is a, a pretty big character. You could do that. But nobody wants to see Howard Stern act. I don't know what I want less. Do I want to see Howard Stern act or do I want to see Howard Stern run for president? Did you see Private Parts? Yes. Okay, I thought it was good, yeah. personally. That's I thought it was like, great, actually. But, that's but I more saw it like in the a, 90s when it came out. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how that would play. Like, it's also funny watching him become kind of a weirdly Puritan person, given that was, like, the opposite I of his know. persona. I know. I mean, get down with Trump. Trump's yeah. a potty mouth, dude. I get that you don't, maybe you don't like his politics. I don't know what what he doesn't like about him. I mean, I got issues with Trump. Yeah. I think everybody's got He's issues got with everybody. issues with someone being seen as more edgy than him. That, that's a problem. He's like, he's not here on Sirius XM with me. I'm the edgy one in he this world. He thinks he invented it or something. He's a, hyper, like, uh, he's a hypochondriac. Well, they're both hypochondriacs, I think. But uh, Howard's notorious hypochondriac thinks he's sick or afraid of getting sick. What? I was big on like the vaccines and not going outside and washing his hands and like okay. talking oh. to other people is like, you're dirty, you're dirty. It's interesting how that differently affected people. He's a neurotic guy, though. I think that's part of it. Is is it less about any any specific thing, more about just his own neuroses? Also, is this uh, a lot of editorializing? Because they said um, while the while this actor is a white man, they were talking about Bradley Cooper. Uh, Stern feels that he is so beloved by the American people that he'll still help garner a lot of votes. He, Stern? as in Stern, believes that about himself or about Bradley Cooper? Where is that? I, I don't have that paragraph. Oh, uh, In uh, the movie web article. In how far down? It's um, below the, the quote that ends in Supreme Court justices. Even after sleeping on the issue, Stern has gotten more serious about his potential presidential campaign. He even enlisted A-list actor to serve as his running mate. While the actor is a white man, Stern feels that he is so beloved <laughs> that the Amer These people are insane! Wait, is that like... I? I still feel like I'm being like punked. Like, is that is that a joke? I I is have no just, idea. Did uh, they talk about his is, race? Whoever wrote is this he article fun at at like the race issue by saying no, that, or is, or is he that actually the, serious? Or is that the movie web article editorializing? I, uh, Stern feels I, that yeah. he's so beloved with the American people that he'll help still help garner a lot of votes, as if they wouldn't vote if he was not. Is he saying that they would vote only if he wasn't a white man? These people are insane. They're mentally ill, and they are racists. This Weirdly racists. So uh, absurd that I'm not. I I don't even know what to say. I just. I, I in a way I do feel like we're being punked. Yeah. In a way, but they also just suck. So maybe they just suck. Well, I've got my eye on Howard Stern for 2024. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to his uh, camp inevitable Dude, campaign. We're in like the back rooms of reality right now. Damn. They're towing the line between fake and reality. Then I'm gonna have to be. We're gonna have to be careful about covering crazy. it. Me and you are gonna have to be careful about covering it because is it politics? Is it like? Uh, 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 this, this I know pop culture and politics are blending. Yeah, like when we started the show, that was like the hardest thing for me to figure out was like where does one end and the other one begin? Because like for the last two weeks, all we've had is just a week and a half is just Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade, Ro celebrities, Roe v. Like Wade. Pop culture, we we Roe addressed Wade. it to the degree that we felt was appropriate, but, but um, the the. Politics is encroaching so far on on pop culture. I don't think the other way around. It bums me out. Man. That um, 
it's hard to avoid. It is it. pop culture, but it's the it's like the legalization aspect of pop culture. Yeah. Like, thank you. When when something becomes popular, we codify it into law. You know. Yeah, uh, and at least like all these movies. Like, uh, uh, oh, by the way, there's one more um, a womp 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 built into this story, which is Thor: Love and Thunder is a disaster and is being compared to Batman and Robin. Uh, Mary is far too young to understand what that means. Is that the Chris? Uh, that old Batman movie the, with the, Chris, uh, what's his name? O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Yep, the the one with Alicia Silverstone. I remember is... that being the fall of Batman. That yes. was when it was. Alicia I've... Silverstone was in that? Yes, she was. Uh, yep. Uh, so it says Thor Love and Thunder might be the next big failure to come from Kevin Feige's phase four as the flick is being compared to Batman and Robin, which, by the way, I actually liked Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. I, I think that's an underrated okay. Batman I don't movie. I saw that. Uh, it's, it's was got that Mr. Freeze? Uh, no, that's Batman and Robin. Uh, that but, was really but bad. But Batman Forever is is Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Lee oh, Jones yeah, that was as, okay. as Two Face. Tommy though went over the top it, in that movie. He was so fake. Like he played like a goofy yeah. caricature of an actor. Like it didn't even seem real what he was doing. I remember Jim the, Carrey said that he came up to him that Tommy Lee Jones other. in a restaurant was like, "I do not tolerate your buffoonery." Yeah. And Jim was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> Jim was the star of the movie. Tommy didn't like that. Yeah, and, and they they hated each other. Uh, and uh, it's got one of my favorite lines from any movie ever. It's when the, it's it's at the very beginning when the security guard goes, "It's boiling acid," which everybody, uh, if you ever watch that movie, you have to you have to watch that scene. It's at the very beginning. <laughs> so it says, uh, "So Christian Toto, uh, who runs a blog that is described as a, the right take on entertainment, he also wrote a book called uh, Virtue Signaling. It's about Hollywood and virtue signaling, if I remember correctly. He's been on IRL. Christian Toto has." Um, so, uh, so it says, uh, he works for the daily wire tweeted his reaction to Thor love and thunder offering the film, a tonal offering that the film is a tonal disaster and more saw Thor love and thunder full review next week. Can share that it's way more Batman and Robin than any superhero movie should be a tonal disaster. There's a lot to say about Taika Waititi and his take on Thor being in my opinion, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of, of Thor Ragnarok. I know that's a very popular one that people love because it kind of gave Thor more personality, and, and I appreciate that. But as far as Taika Waititi as a director, he's kind of hit and miss. Taika Waititi. What else has he done? Uh, oh, I forget what the name of the other big one. That Wait, he, Thor Ragnarok. What year was that? Twenty eight. Okay, Taika Waititi did that that uh, Hitler movie. The Hitler movie. Yeah. Do he, you mean the series Ragnarok? No, Thor Ragnarok was a movie. Oh, okay. I just remember a series um, that was like, no, well, it wasn't about that. Thor, but it was like kind of, uh, yeah. here's this ordinary high school kid who happens to be Thor. No, that's not this. <laughs> this is uh, basically, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a lot of, it's a lot like the trailer you saw this one. Way bright colors, super, super, up it, super upbeat. Whereas, to be fair, Thor and, um, and Thor of the Dark World literally will put you to sleep because they're so boring. Oh. Uh, but in the other celebrity I wanted to mention when talking about, uh, I kind of didn't weave this in as well as I could have. Uh, I mentioned uh, Howard Stern. Uh, there's a lot to say about Leslie Grace and how she's kind of treating the character of, Bat, uh, of Batgirl, which she's got a, a Batgirl movie coming out where she's talking about the identity of the character and what it means for us. They're talking about anything but the movie or the actual character. Is Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster? when clearly she probably does not want to be back as Jane Foster, but because Marvel is so popular, they come back and it's just a recipe for insincerity. So uh, we will see where it goes. And also, do you even care about gay Spider-Man? I don't care about gay, gay Spider-Man. Spider they're, they're doing I, a... I just want to know why the hand on the hip. 
Um, yeah, they're, they're doing a, a, a mini-series, uh, <laughs> uh, Edge of the Spider-Verse number five, which created a character called Web Weaver. Um, and it's very, very... To be fair, he points out, he says, this isn't meant to be for all gay people. It's literally supposed to be a very specific subsect. So I can appreciate that the author's not saying like... What subsect? Uh, they saying that these are four ones that might be more feminine or... or uh, yes. Like that way. When I looked at the picture, I don't know if you're showing it. Or, yes, or you're going to. It's it's an effeminate looking Spider-Man. It doesn't mean that the Spider-Man is gay or straight. It's just an effeminate looking Spider-Man. But they, maybe they, more scary. But the point is, is like I don't care. Like I just don't know why you can't just make a different character this way. Sure. Uh, uh, it makes no sense to me. I I know why they're doing it because I'm not stupid. I I know they're doing it because it's cultural uh, enforcement and they're pushing it on to the public. That's fine if you want to create new characters. Make a guy called Lightning that can skate on Lightning. That he like it, That'd be cool. Just do random stuff, guys. Come on, you own Marvel. Do yeah. something with it. There's a lot of... They, they ruined Iceman. There's, a, there, there's like... There's so many characters that they could do that already exist that they just don't because they don't have the creative capacity or the patience to wait for new characters to grow bigger. Uh, I don't care about this, but I did want to at least mention it. It is relevant, but nobody cares if your character is gay they care that you take beloved characters that were already a certain way that people have grown attached through through years of time spent in the cultural consciousness and then change them for modern political ends nobody likes that i've been so. thinking about um law like entertainment law because i've been looking at contracts and just kind of perusing contracts and some of them will say we own like so for instance when the guy that plays thor did thor marvel or disney had him sign a contract probably said we own the rights to your likeness for this movie forevermore, for in infinity and forever in the yeah. future through all universes. And it's you're like through all universes. What are they even talking about? And then I realized, <laughs> like, dude, they're talking about virtual reality in the metaverse and deep fakes because they own that mm -hmm. guy. What's the name of the actor? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. They own his likeness forever yeah. and they can have make so a scary. virtual reality deep fake of him saying whatever they want him to say. They just re-signed a contract for like Stan Lee's estate where they get to do that with Stan Lee like on the at the theme parks and stuff like that. And they, that. they will have him say things he doesn't agree with in the exactly. future after he's dead. Freaking terrifying. And so these, these, these entertainment laws need to be rewritten. These mm -hmm. contracts need to be Heavily scrutinized and rewritten because that can't that can't stand. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do some super chats. Yeah, on that disturbing note, <laughs> um, Waffle Sensei, the beloved and empirical, said, "Bold of you to disagree with someone with empirical in their name." I would use <laughs> Top Gun as a good example of a good movie to get into China. I I love that movie. They I, got I, into China? No, it did not. Yeah, it that, did not. I don't think they did. They were never going to let Waffle Sensei the empirical. Who were the villains in uh, Top Gun? I didn't see it. Generic. Uh, they went out of their way to make them extremely nondescript. To the to the point where they just called them the enemy, and when they show the enemy pi fighter pilots, they use black face masks, so you can't even see what they look but like. They did that in the first one, but they no, knew they, they were Russian. They, they said, "Yeah, they they but mentioned you can still the Russia, black face mask." But they don't mention Russia. They just go, "The enemy's target is here." The end, like they literally go out of their way. Wow. Uh, the, uh, one of the things on IMD, IMDb pointed out that it had to be uh, what was that country? It, it wasn't Russia, but it was. Um, Iran? Iran, because they had F-14s, and that was the only other country that had F-14s besides us. I guess in a way it is political propaganda to, to choose what country you want to be your enemy in yeah. a movie. I mean, I, the thing is, though, it's just like it, I would rather they just picked. Just make and aliens. And even though they made the enemy nondescript, people still assumed it was Russia and made articles about, like, it's so great that they made Russia the enemy. Yeah, 
They, like, because no they one listens snow. or cares anyway. Because yeah. there was snow on the ground, and snow means Russia. Snow equals Russia. The first one was interesting because they had they were Russians, but it was during the Cold Cold War, kind of the it was End after the, the Cold, Cold War. Yeah. So no one really thought it was about a war. It was just about like a training exercise gone wrong, kind of like miscommunication mm-hmm. between the between yep. the countries. It was kind of cool. Yep, I, I love the first Top Gun. Oh, so freaking good, man, Anthony Edwards. So you had that superstar as the as the second character, yep. which made the movie great. I don't know if this new one. All I see is Tom Cruise. Yep. I haven't seen like. Another actor. They got a guy that looks like Anthony Edwards when Miles he was young. Teller, yeah, Miles Teller, and the, he uh, has the mustache yep. like Anthony Edwards. Like they okay. have two of them. Two of the guys in that movie look like could have easily played uh, his his character. Goose. In there. And, and they and they like uh, th- there was a great meme. It says like uh, it, where it shows like Goose and it's, like the top of the the thing that where he hits his head. And it's like that's supposed to be like his mortal enemy. And it's that's funny. And Meg Ryan, they had Meg yep. Ryan. I mean, she's they spectacular. They didn't bring her back, and they didn't bring back uh, Karen Gillis uh, either. But they had um, Jennifer Conley in the new one, and it's it's great. Jennifer Conley plays the admiral's daughter that gets mentioned at the very beginning of the first Top Gun. Oh, yep. Yeah. So some more. Uh, Waffle Sensei also said, "I'm talking about the Chinese people, not the CCP." Yes. Um. Yeah, I was just saying that um, when you say American values, just because we can't agree on what those are anymore, we can't uh, agree on like what movies are going to propagate them in another country. Yeah. Or should. I don't know if we should. Uh, Unavailable ID name said, the eraser of erasure of redheads in Hollywood needs to stop. The ginger side is absolutely a real thing. If you ever want to go up and look up ginger side on Google and look at the picture of all it the is, actors that have, weird, replaced, isn't it? that have replaced redheads in Hollywood, it's really funny. There's a show called The Mentalist which had a redhead character in literally every episode because the name of the, the long-term serial killer that they're chasing in it is called Red John and then there's a main character that's red and there's a redhead in every episode. That was like the last time that Hollywood actually cared about redheads. Really? So they they just replaced uh, in the Little Mermaid. They've got uh, Halle Bailey yes. uh, playing uh, Ariel. So and there are tons of other examples of yep. of ginger characters uh, being changed. Um, Jimmy uh, from DC. Uh, I almost say Jimmy Palmer. Jimmy Palmer's a different person. Uh, but yeah, there it's all sorts of examples of the redheads are just gone, yeah. gone from Hollywood. Sad. Yeah. Mr. Y said, keep celebrities out of politics. Let normal people run for office. It's how our nation was originally supposed to be operated by the common man. That's interesting because like Trump is both because he was uh, he was a successful yeah, businessman and you would have wanted a businessman back. You know, that was not uncommon for people, you know, with strong businesses to go and serve in politics. But he just happened to build a business that was built around media empire. So it's a little bit different built around him. Yes. Like his name. He is like a, it did, so, one of my it's a favorite unique situation. One of my favorite things is like to explain to people is like if you just accept that he's egotistical, it gets a lot easier to put up with him if you just accept that that's who he is. And like, uh, like, like when he when Roe v. Wade got overturned, he made it all about him. It was hilarious. Like, it was my favorite part. Like, because I just laugh because I'm like, even no matter what cataclysmic thing happens, it becomes about him, and I, I can almost appreciate it. He's like, and this is he's like, this is a great day for for the lives of the unborn. Dot dot dot. And it's only because of me and the Supreme Court justices that I nominated. Like, that's fine. That's like, if you accept him for who he is, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Y said, join the Libertarian Party. <laughs> Mary will never. I'm never going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> um, Badaf said, would you rather watch Kenobi again? Ugh. Listen to Marvel's podcast or get choked by Ezra Miller? Choked by Ezra Miller. Uh, I, have, I still think that uh, Ezra Miller is probably not that strong. So depending on if mm. I can get away quick enough... 
I don't Rather, know. I think he's he's a pretty big guy, right? Do you know how long it took me to get through every episode of Kenobi? I'd have to pause it. You probably it. had to oh, work brutal. out a lot for the flash roll. Uh, and how long would the choking happen? Like like that less video, than 20 seconds? Less it, than 10 the seconds? The video didn't show the whole thing. He was choking her for longer than I'd actually rather be... As long as he's not going to break my trachea, choked yeah. for like ten seconds, then watch. I think I was hours choked by show. Ezra Miller is a great story, so let's go with that. What was the third option? Uh, Getting choked by Ezra Miller. No, no, no. The second another. option was listening to Marvel's podcast. No, no I, I don't want to hear anything from the Marvel <laughs> or any of the the worst is like Marvel has like slice of life podcast too, where they talk Ew. about uh, lifestyle stuff. Like it's like it's what does that have to do with Sana Marvel? Omina, because they want to be a lifestyle company. They don't want to just be what? like an entertainment brand disney wants to what be does a that government mean? It, it it means nothing they're awful it's sana aminat sana aminat i'm gonna start awful. calling marvel disney because they're just basically a skin suit for disney right now it's it's what it is pixar too pixar's yeah. disney Jeez. all right next one thousand foot deep end said howard stern acting over <laughs> howard stern running for president i can avoid his acting a lot more easily than a presidential run how about he acts in a role where he runs for president oh that's a good idea just maybe soften him up. What if that's what he was doing? That's what, what all he, people that are going to run for president should be doing right now. Yep. Everyone's like if Martin Sheen could run for president based just off his performance in the West Wing. Yeah. Did okay. you see he, he wished that he'd always had his old name? Did you guys talk about that? We didn't talk. Estevez, I think. Yeah, he is. Like, I, I'm guessing it's like it was supposed to be like a veiled shot at America for being vaguely and racist. It's after the fact, because he is who he is. Exactly. Who knows that if he hadn't changed his name, if he ever would have got the roles. But you it know? doesn't matter because Emilio Estevez made it to plenty big heights as well while keeping his name. Yeah, but his dad was already famous. That's yeah, Got that's okay. Rules. So then nepotism plays a plays a role in that. Mm -hmm. So all right, next. Nathan Koss said they switched CERN on again <laughs> not too long ago. Oh, maybe, good. maybe that's why the whole story about Elvis being uh, punched in a bar by mm -hmm. Ezra Miller. They're like, uh, quick, we need to change that. Elvis Miller. So he should change his name to Elvis Miller. Unavailable ID name said, Have we as crisis actors talked about the Miles Morales as Thor what if comet comic? Add another movie to Mary's movie-cation. We, we talked about, talk it. about it. Uh, it I, was horrible cringe. <laughs> it was horrible cringe. Uh, I don't think we, we looked at it. it. It was extreme. It was vaguely racist in like this weird linguistic way. It was more cringy way. than anyone was saying it was like dehumanizing. Yeah. Like well, I, everyone else was like saying it was that it was unfunny. Basically, they, they did like a thing where they, do you know what, what if is from Marvel? Yeah, like, I loved them. Okay. So they do a what if uh, with Miles Morales. Is what if Miles Morales was Thor instead of Spider-Man? And they do it where like Thor like Molnir, Molnir has like graffiti on it. Oh and my! God. And he says "Hammer Time." He says, says "By That's the Power like an of MC Hammer." Joke from the eighties. Yes, but because it, it's the Hammer. says "By the Power Dude, of Fade." I like MC Hammer, and it's not because my skin color. No, he was a good artist. Yes. So, so yeah, it, it was extremely cringe and like, it was really funny. It was like all of the internet, like both SJWs and regular people came together to tell them how horrible this comic was. And it was so bad that the guy who wrote it donated his salary to like, uh, like a, like a charity, uh, because oh, they, wow. they never, which he shouldn't have done. The guy should have been like, even if it's awful, the dude should just tell those people to F off. But like he donated his salary because he's also, the dude was also an SJW and he got guilted into giving his money away. Because they're uh, the whole babies. thing is just stupid. very cringy. Whoa. Devin Stevens said, "Hey there, Ian. Glad to see you on here. What's I hope up? you remember me from the 5 a.m. hot stream a while back. I tried to reach out to you recently." 
Yeah, yeah, we did that on Twitch. Sometimes we were, huh. I actually played HOTS last night. It's Heroes of the Storm, a Blizzard game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, obviously, you know, Blizzard, yep. the, the entertainment company, the, mm -hmm. the video game company. Here's that picture of Thor right there. You can see it on the screen. I thought that art was actually pretty good. He looks that, like Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's that that actually that was actually that was the least offensive. Red, white, and blue. The, they put him in red, yeah, white, and blue. Yeah, the cover of it looked cool, but the, cover the rest of it, of it I didn't. Cover cover looked yep. awesome. So they yep. have any more arcing lightning, like yep. like arc lightning. I don't know. Thor doesn't really shoot lightning out of his hands, does he? No. Right, can he command lightning? Uh, I don't know if yes, yes, through the hammer, With through the, the hammer, hammer, not himself. Yeah, not his hands. I don't know. Uh, I was never like I said. I'm not a Marvel guy. But it's yeah, all about that the was, hammer. That was the only cool one of the whole thing. The rest of it was all super cringe and and really bad. So uh, that one got a lot of blowback. So next one. Bad app said George Clooney had hard bat nips for Mr. Freeze. Maybe that's why he had bat nips because Mr. Freeze was making everything cold. There it is. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Almost forgot about bat nips. Yeah. The last they were just sticking we out of his shirt or something. We, we had a thing where like that guy. That who, was a very intentional costume decision. That guy has uh, done like nothing but superheroes since then too. So I love the idea that his career flourished even after that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking at um, if you type up George Clooney bat nips. That's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, Dizwiz said, it doesn't matter whether new Thor's bad or not because we have to watch five seconds after credit scenes. <laughs> for, a, for a scene that nobody cares which about. Which means nothing and they get hyped for no reason. Yeah, it, it made sense when they were doing the 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 Infinity Saga because it would be it was for a five second clip of uh, Thanos being like you know getting ready for whatever his invasion was uh so the the post credit scenes at least kind of made sense what did, were they like outtakes no that no, would have been the, great if they'd done like thanos outtakes where he like starts laughing and it's like <laughs> it was to <laughs> keep him funny. it was to keep him in the forefront of people's minds that he was where they were going through to to phase three i suggested what they were what they should have done with dc instead of introducing batman what they should have done is introduce superman uh, uh, the Flash and Wonder Woman uh, building up to what became Batman versus Superman but use Batman as Thanos and have him prepping for his battle with Superman I'm in all the post credits. I'm scenes. missing the context so what was the context of this one the, 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 after the end credits what was this I have no idea this guy was just about. making fun of the fact that we have to go see another Marvel movie for another post credits scene yeah. that won't matter so there's post credits I don't watch these movies so yeah. I don't know yeah, all post -credits. the Marvel movies have, have crappy have post credit scenes like post-credit scenes multiple sometimes post-credit scenes that people wait to see in the theater for like 10 minutes uh -huh. and it has no significance to the plot of the following movie feels like they, they just watch it because reddit upvotes haha maybe they did this before like we made a joke the other day about I, I think Joe Rogan likes to make people like have to wait to go to the bathroom when he does his podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, because his podcasts are so long like a lot of people talk about how it's like uh, very hard to like you get to the end and all they want to do is go to the bathroom yeah you just gotta say something I like the idea that Marvel just does the post credit scenes because they know the movies are super long and all these people thank you all these people have to go to the bathroom and they're just like Marvel's like not yet we gotta have two post credits yeah they gotta start scenes. the post credit scene with like a, a brook like a water running and yeah. then like real <laughs> put water in like all the noise the of the dripping in yeah. all the credits they should do that uh, unavailable id name said i thought this was a new spider-man his name is web weaver right yes he's a femme male fashion designer like, really it, it sounds insulting just when you say it like that to like imagine being just a, a gay person who just wants to live their life and then you have stuff like this made that turns you into like a stereotype uh, and it's just like I can't believe that they do this. Web stuff. Weaver would have been a cool villain that, that uses Spider-Man's webs against him. That'd be a cool idea. Mm. Maybe they could do that. 
Uh, Bad App said Disney should change the name of Star Wars to Social Justice Wars. That would be good. They could then then we know at least we know what we're getting. <laughs> um, another person <laughs> whose name I'm not gonna read said Pixar Lightyear's ch- character design character design of Buzz was so punchable, obnoxious looking. They have no self awareness. My favorite was the <laughs> there's a meme of that Buzz Lightyear without his costume. It says this Buzz Lightyear looks like he turned the body camera off. Because he looks like a cop, like <laughs> oh, wow. he's, he's super dark. It's it's it's, it's he's super dark. He's got like a, he's got like a fade haircut. It says this Buzz Lightyear looks like he turns the body I, camera. I saw <laughs> Tim Allen came out against the movie and said oh. it wasn't. We didn't really get we to the story. Oh, that. this yeah. is coming up we'll soon. Just, with that being said, let's just get right into. Well, we have one more. I think we have a couple more. Yeah, this is good. Super chats, okay, though. All right, go for it. Um, one more. Oh, one more. Uh, from Red. Oh, Bad App said, "Are we watching Goofy popping off?" Um, we should watch a Goofy movie. I mean, we literally are watching Goofy popping off though on the screen right now. Oh, oh! <laughs> In case you missed that, we're watching. Watch Goofy. it! Watch! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I did not need to see that. Get down with the goof! Oh gosh! Um, uh, everyone should go watch a Goofy movie right now if you have not yet seen. Really? Goofy is movie. it good? Oh yeah, the Goofy movie is fantastic. It's good for you. All dude. right, so let's go ahead and let's just talk Tim Allen real quick. Uh, basically, uh, he's like, yeah, why did they make this movie? Um, we, we're kind of running long, so, uh, do you want to, do you want to give a breakdown of what he said, Mary? Uh, he said it has no relationship to Buzz, which is true, and we were talking about how absurd it was that now there is a Toy Story universe, uh, and they're they're extending it to like the real characters, but people were saying like they're never gonna make a movie like this for Woody because he was racist. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's Buzz the man, not the toy. It's, he's the man that the toy was based off of, Is which he- it makes it no longer really a kids movie. And then at that point, why don't you just make a movie about not another like astronaut for children? Instead of using the same property, because they have to, they they before. they all um, uh, proselytize themselves at the altar of IP, and it then has to be about IP. They're going to introduce Buzz's the guy, who, the actor who plays Buzz's mom, and then they'll make a movie about the char- the toy's character's mom. Yeah, that it's had like, a baby. At that point, who cares? Just write a new story. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Um, Thank you. So, so he said, it's a wonderful story. It just doesn't seem to have any connection to the toy. It has no relationship to Buzz. We talked about this many years ago, uh, but the brass that did the four, the first four movies is not this. It's a whole new team that really had nothing to do with the first movies. I've stayed out of this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just no originality or creativity involved. And they made... Uh, they changed the character, you know, because it's not the same person as the toy. And um, as we know, they he don't, doesn't they, have the personality that people fell in love with, which is Tim Allen. Yeah. And as we Tim know, Allen. that was politically motivated because uh, I believe that they did it because they don't like Tim Allen uh, and they wanted to get it. They want they I believe they chose Chris Evans because he is the opposite of Tim because Allen. Because he's willing to do anything now he's for the face Disney of right now. He's he's uh, he's on he's, contract. I wonder if they had a contract to do another movie. Chris uh, Chris Evans is also very progressive. Tim Allen is uh, classically a Hollywood conservative, uh, you know, had had Last Man Standing canceled by ABC before they got picked back up by Fox. He's uh, you know, that Tim Allen was arrested for like with like 
Yeah, like I did know that. Coke, coke in like the seventies. Uh, it was like a not. A, was it a pound? There's like pound there's a lot of coke. He, he was trying to fly with it. <laughs> the 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 mugshot is incredible. If you oh, if, no, if you that. have a computer, go on, or or a phone, go look up Tim Allen's mugshot. It's incredible. Um, so then, uh, before we'll just do Baymax really quick. Yeah, and, let's, and we'll just yeah. go on that. Uh, does anybody has anybody seen Big Hero Six? Um, so it says I saw Big Hero Six. So I no, no, cute. I haven't. Okay, so I was just looking at Tim Allen's mugshot. It's high, high quality. Conservatives expressed outrage online after a leaked video of an episode of Baymax, the new kids show streaming on Disney Plus, featuring a transgender man who buys tampons at a supermarket. Because of course. Uh, so it says, uh, <laughs> I've obtained leaked video of Baymax. Uh, this is from Christopher Rufo. Thank you. Uh, upcoming Baymax show Baymax, which produce it, which promotes transgender flag and the idea that men can have periods to children as young as two years old. It didn't need to have this in the show at all. Do you want to explain the 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 actual like scene? Do they do they talk about it in here? Uh, yeah. yeah. So Baymax, uh, he's a nurse robot, but then he's like kind of sentient in the big hero six movie healthcare companion yeah healthcare companion um he's in the aisle of a supermarket uh in the fictional town of san francisco browsing women's hygiene products uh trying to help a 12 year old girl named sophia who in an earlier which episode, in its first like that's still weird even if you don't include the transgender man part uh, um, helps a 12-year-old girl named in Sophia who in an earlier episode confided in her superhero friend that she was having her first period. Uh, I just, I don't know why that has to be Sophia, included. Sophia told Baymax about her menstrual cycle during an intimate conversation in an all-gender bathroom just before she was supposed to perform at a school talent show. I wasn't prepared, prepared for this, uh, an anxious Sophia tells Baymax. And the dispenser's empty, and I don't even have a thing, a tam pad, a pad pond, a maxi pad pond with wings, question mark. Uh, easier to help his, uh, eager to help his friend, Baymax heads to the supermarket to go shopping for some period products. This is, it does, yeah. nobody so wants to see this. When he is in the supermarket aisle, a man wearing a shirt emblazoned with the transgender flag, could be, be more subtle, please, uh, offers up his own recommended product. I always get the ones with wings, the transgender man tells Baymax. What? Wait, is Baymax the kid? No, ba no Baymax is the- Baymax is the, is the robot. Okay. Uh, he asked a woman in the woman's hygiene aisle, the record, yes, yeah, as the bewildered woman who initially wears a shocked look on her face tells Baymax, oh, um, well, these are the pa tampons I usually use. Why are we talking to kids about tampons in kids' television shows? Uh, it's in the not first place, important. like, why is that even part of the plot? And like, you're saying that to kids who have not even reached puberty yet, whose parents have not even spoken to them about that yet. Like, they're taking the place of parents. This is one of those things, man. Like, a, a lot of times before we started doing this podcast, I, I, I have to ask myself, am I crazy or is everyone else crazy? You're not crazy. No, I, it's and I'm everyone like, else. <laughs> why is this being made for children. Uh, this is the crisis. When you guys, I mean, when this show is a pop culture made, crisis, yes, this is will. what it yeah, is. This maybe. is the pop culture crisis is that companies like Disney are attempting to control the narrative and group. I don't know if grooms or whatever, but teach kids yeah. about whatever they want, like with un indiscretion, like as long as it's not super overt. But I mean, how, like you were saying, this He's isn't wearing subtle. a transgender flag shirt. Like, I don't, I don't know how you can get less It's a subtle corporation that. that's doing this. This is crazy. And this you know crazy. that they had, like, 
that was very deliberate. Like yeah. you have to have a conversation about that in a writer's room that we're intentionally going to incorporate this into the plot. It's just, it's, it boggles my, like, I don't care, but like the, the trans thing doesn't bother me. It's the fact that we're talking about periods with children. Mm, the trans thing bothers the, me. I, Why? It, because it, just like a period, the, it's something that is for a parent to, to discuss to with their and, child. And the logos, it's also, it's also the lack of artfulness, like the inability to actually be subtle in any way. Is even more that that's offensive to my artistic. Yeah, sensibilities. that's what I'm talking about. Like that's a, that's offensive to my artistic sensibilities. Like, let me figure it out. We all know that uh, in real life, trans people they just walk around with T-shirts that have a trans flag on. Them. I know it does a disservice. So you to know people. that they're trans, right? That's what they do. Exactly. They they beat you over the head with it because it's marketed to kids because they they don't they know that the kids are too young to understand it so they have to force it in there. In <laughs> so a way at this point, kids are watching this or they're on YouTube watching rogue YouTubers, yeah. uh, like show them Spider Man and Elsa, like just it mind sludge. I'm an advocate of protecting your children from seeing the internet, but also movies now. Okay, yeah. that's part of this now. So let's. Uh, I want to talk about the the D Snyder thing really quick. I got two more things I want to talk about, which is the. Uh, uh, do you remember uh, when D Snyder, um, like w when Donald Trump, God forbid, we're talking about him again. He had like he was using the song "We're Not Going to Take It" at his rallies early on, and then mm -hmm. D Snyder's basically like, "You can't use oh, that yeah, I remember song." That. You remember that? Uh, well, he's got a. He, remember when I said that Marvel is like just using celebrities are just using Marvel as a way of like uh, staying relevant. Well, D Snyder is making a comic book. Yes, that's a thing. Believe it or not, Twisted Sister frontman uh. D. Snyder debuts anti-censorship. He's not gonna take it. Graphic novel draped in American flags after he told a dude running for president that he couldn't use his song because he didn't like what he had to say. Uh, I, I understand that that's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but bear with me. Uh, Twisted Sister vocalist and free speech advocate D. Snyder has joined forces with uh, Z2 Comics uh, for a new graphic novel chronicling the Rockers' eight, 1985 clash with Tipper Gore. Remember this? Uh, you, you might remember this. The, 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 the satanic panic and rock music was the devil uh, and all the, the... It was like Tipper Gore and the Parents Music Research Center yeah, Tipper, uh, over the First Amendment. Tipper Gore got all those parental advisory things yep. put on like rap albums and yep. stuff or any albums really but a lot of rap albums got it so it says uh so comics of z2 uh, yeah z2 comics has officially announced he's not gonna take it the title of which is an obvious reference to the twisted sister hit 1984 song we're not gonna take it which by the way uh adam baldwin loves and had played in uh, a bunch of his scenes in the show chuck where he goes around and beats up bad guys and adam baldwin's like a super libertarian and uh really <laughs> funny like I, I like watching it like all fall apart for everyone it's like i can't like i wonder if he's like i can't like this song anymore because d snyder's a douche like, I'm guessing not, but yeah. So he says, it's a good song. Uh, uh, he says, famously drew the ire of the PMRC. He's not going to take it. Comes from Snyder himself, alongside fr uh, writer Frank Marafino, uh, who did Marvel Zombies, and artist Steve Kurth, who did X Force, uh, if those are recent runs. Uh, more than 35 years ago, Twisted Sister frontman D. Snyder marched into the United States Senate Committee on Commerce in a jean jacket and tank top to confront a band of concerned Washington housewives hell-bent on silencing the howl of metal and beyond. I can just picture the... It, Could you be more out of touch? I know! <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, it's literally vanity project. The, it's hilarious. So, uh, I don't know if anybody here really cares about D. Snyder. Or oh, I'm he, totally into this. Yeah, what's he doing exactly? What's he push, pushing up against right now? Censorship in general? Yeah, I have no idea who he is. He, Amen, he's, brother. Oh, he's not, no, he's not up against censorship now. He's talking about the censorship he faced, not modern-day censorship. He's not talking about tech censorship. He's not talking about political censorship. He's saying a bunch of mean old Tipper Gore and other housewives of politicians who ha- who needed a vanity project to work on in the 80s because won't you think of the children... Uh, he, he's saying that he, he's he's re, he's basically reliving his salad days <laughs> and is now making us relive it in the form of a comic book, which I take personal offense to. Yes. So uh, okay, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic here, but I'm I'm not going to be buying this. But if you guys would like to buy this, uh, he that's going to be coming out. I do like the art a, a little bit here. I do love that. That's uh, I guess that's supposed to be Tipper Gore in the back with evil eyes, oh. um, <laughs> because there's nothing more evil than like a, a politician's uh, wife. Uh, with too much time on her hands. I mean, getting not labels, wrong. Getting labels slapped on your album so that people have to be 17 or older to hear you swear. <laughs> uh, so, so we'll go to that. And then before uh. we finish and before we do Super Chats, we're going to finish with Alec Baldwin um, being Alec Baldwin. Uh, womp, 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 womp. He's womp, good at womp. that. He is. Uh, Alec Baldwin vo- vows to find a man who tweeted about Russ shooting because these people are so... You would imagine, like, you hear about it's Ezra... It's the hubris of Alec Baldwin that continues to shock me. To me, it's like, don't you have more things to do than argue with people on Twitter? Like, I am no. but a lowly <laughs> podcast person, and I don't have time to sit on Twitter and argue with people. You're Alec frickin' Baldwin. You made 30 Rock and then and then uh, killed Helena Hutchins. Uh, okay, I don't know if he did that on purpose, but he Well, did. he killed her. He I killed don't know her. whether yeah, or not I mean, it's on yeah. purpose. It's up to the jury to decide. <laughs> yes, so it says, uh, Alec Baldwin snapped back at a Twitter user who made a joke about the shooting on the set of Rust and vowed to find the man. I'll find you, Mike Baldwin wrote in his now deleted tweet. Have you ever noticed how much of this, how much of the problems come from people who then end up deleting their tweets anyways? Does nobody have the self-control to like type it out and just stop <laughs> for like two minutes and be like, is this well, a good idea? that's not what Twitter is designed for. I know. I know. It's designed I for a, you to do uh, it impulsively. I deleted a tweet last night, but it was because of formatting. <laughs> it wasn't contextual. It was I, I, I screen capped that they were talking about the liberal economic order. I'm like, my dreams are coming true. But it, then I posted the, the picture and it was all warped. I had to delete it. We are so close to a second super uh, second uh, crisis. crisis I know it's Come about on. to happen. Ah, Make it happen. It's literally ah, a millimeter join away. Us. Join us. So uh, so he has all this time on his hands to just I guess uh, yell at uh, house uh, at the the people who work at his house in his weird Woody Allen interview. He interviewed Woody Allen because that's what the world he, needs. Wait, he yelled at people. He uh, in his at, house? At, at like uh, his house at like the the house. Key, the, there's a really funny video of him yelling <laughs> in Spanish at the oh woman who gosh. works. Yeah, it's uh, he's and he, that's so much. Fun funnier like considering that his uh his white wife pretends that she's Ilaria. from spain Iraria. Yeah. Her, her name's uh, her uh name. she she doesn't know the english word for cucumber <laughs> despite the fact that baldwin took the comment down the tweet was widely shared and distributed across social media they never know how to just stop themselves from from talking the incident occurred on Wednesday when Baldwin tweeted out criticism of Trump, blah, blah, blah. He tried to choke a Secret Service agent, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy responds to him, better than shooting your cinematographer. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, I, I just think any normal person who is not a sociopath uh, might just step out of the public eye for a while instead. Um, but he I'm is gonna... a sociopath. Well, I don't know him personally, but... 
he's acting like he he's off the hook for this thing. Thank it, you. Yes, this mur- I don't know if it's a murder, but this killing. He literally of, uh, said that he doesn't feel guilty. Yeah, which is not normal. Like nor like if you no if you kill someone, yeah, he should have checked the gun, so he should feel guilty. About <laughs> Thank that. you. Thank like, you. Even if it was unintentional, the normal human no- emotion in response to that would be guilt. The average Thank person the feels guilty. Party, by the way, the average yeah. person feels guilt. Like, like if you get, like, like say, like uh, somebody dies accidentally, you still, it's still normal to a uh, normal human emotion to feel guilt, even if it's not your fault. Yeah. To not feel guilt at all is weird. And to admit it. <laughs> I would think even if you had to do it because it was like the person was suffering, and you're like, "What do I do? I'm not just going to leave them here to die alone and, and starve to death. I need to finish them quickly." Like there would still be guilt in that. I killed a mouse once that was stuck on a glue trap because he was never getting off the glue trap. Mm-hmm. So I, I took his life and I, I still feel guilty about it. Like yep. it was a horrible feeling. And to, to not feel any guilt over like a, like some, like lo- somebody losing their life. That just boggles my mind. So, all right. Do you want to do super chats? Yes. Unavailable ID name said, we always need more pop culture crisis. Yes. So true. Uh, bad app. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> uh, even though it made me laugh. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uh, it, uh, it was uh, a higher. The, I'm not going to read it though. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, James R. I can't say that. Said Buzz Lightyear cartoon was good though. Movie then show started with Woody loading a VHS of of Buzz's cartoon. Then it went on to a good show. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear uh, of Star Command. It's actually. Did you watch it? I I I watched it. Long when time. did you watch uh, it? It's, oh. it's old. Yep. Hmm. Um, uh, by the way, that goofy one. Uh, even if she's not going to read it, that was hilarious. It was. I will funny. read. It, I will read it to myself off air. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> unavailable ID name said, "I love how the movie is called Lightyear. That isn't really about Buzz Lightyear. Everyone loved Encanto too, and I didn't get that either. The music was awesome, but there was something off about the movie. Pixar is trash. They, they keep talking about how like the bad guy in all the Pixar movies now is just like the your family." Like that's oh, so weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I never thought about that before. Yep. They well, they hate family. Well, is that the case in to- in no. Toy Story? No, not no. the first he, one. In the in the new one, Buzz is literally the bad uh, bu- the bad guy in the new one. What? Like a clump. Like you, you'd have to. Watch. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it for people who. I, I was okay. reading. I was reading spoilers. Really. Um, bad app said Baymax looks like a robot <laughs> tampon. <laughs> that made me laugh too. Um, Name you won't read. Oh, wait, what was the next one? Name you won't read. Said, oh, <laughs> this is how the creepers sneak agenda ideology to kids. Uh, more parental control filters thwarted. Yeah, like, this is one of those things, like, when we when we do this show, like, I want to invite, like, an audience here who can watch this show who aren't, who don't really care about the politics of it all. I don't think today was, it's not like we're talking about policy, but these worlds have become so inextricably linked that yeah. it's almost impossible that the crisis in the name of this podcast has to be talked about. And I want people who may not really be aware that this is going on to also feel like they can come in here. We're normal people. We are not, uh, uh, I'm not a hateful person. Mary's not a hateful person. You're not a hateful person. But we do have concerns over things that are being done in the name of the American people by Hollywood. And like they were talking about earlier with, uh, when he was talking about uh, what movies get, your American messages portrayed to other countries, right? I don't want Hollywood portraying my American values to other countries because Hollywood doesn't represent our values or who we are. And we don't even agree on what those messages 
are anymore. Exactly. So calling it Hollywood too is very old nineties, uh, two thousand. Like it's no longer Hollywood. Just because the Paramount Studios is in Hollywood, people can make movies anywhere on Earth yep. now with their this technology is super cheap relative to fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. It really stays Hollywood because of the tax credits and the write offs that come from working there. I mean, so much of cinema is filmed in. I mean, a lot of Hollywood now is not filmed in Hollywood. It's filmed in Canada. It's filmed in Vancouver or it's filmed in uh, Georgia. It's a huge one for tax write-offs. Chicago. All these places have great programs that allow movies to be uh, shows. New York does does as well, but uh, New York is such an expensive place to be anyways that Chicago. That's why Dick Wolf moved all of the like Chicago PD, Chicago. That's why that he chose Chicago as a place because Chicago has great stories to tell, but also it's, it's friendly to, to producers and to studios that want to work there for cheaper. It's Atlanta, right? In Georgia, Atlanta? Atlanta, Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Unavailable ID name said the real anti hero superheroes are in the comic The Boys, the Amazon Prime show too. Yep. Heard I'm not. I'm not currently it. watching it. I am, however, going to watch The Terminalist this weekend. That is my. I I heard it called uh, Dad. Uh, it was like Dad Super. It was like Dad Action Hero stuff. That's and exactly I'm. I am in. Brett loves. I am in. Hot dad action, Sign yeah. me. <laughs> exactly. Sign Super me up. Hero. Talk about a real said, superhero. D. Snyder looks like he takes it. <laughs> That's funny. He he looks like he takes it anymore. Um, Bad app said, "Do you guys get to keep all the cash flying out, or do you put it back in the stripper machine?" Uh, we 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 fix the stripper machine every day, and we well, double check the stripper machine to make half sure it's the dollar working. bills are real and half of them are fake. Mm-hmm. So if you want the real ones, you have to kind of sift through them. <laughs> and then you come up, we come up here, and we're like, "What are you doing, looking through all that money? Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing." That guy said, "Crisis time." Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Unavailable ID name said, Alex Baldwin. I think you mean Alec Baldwin has long since not been the best Baldwin. Long live Jane Cobb, the true Baldwin, Adam. Uh, Adam Baldwin, who is not a member of the Baldwin family, is the best Baldwin, even if he is not a Baldwin. There's also an Ireland Baldwin that we see in headlines sometimes. I just saw Norm MacDonald, a video about him talking about the Baldwins last night, which reminded me about Backdraft, which I think is Stephen Baldwin. So I watched a clip from that. Forgot Kurt Russell was in it. I mean, what a great cast. Robert De Niro was in it. There's another Baldwin that's younger. There's four of them. There's uh, there, the other one. I don't know. I don't remember the other ones. He's 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 been in a lot of like the other Baldwin never reached the fame of of Alec, but he's he's like he looks just like him. He's just skinnier. Is it is Stephen? Is uh, it might one? be Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, the thin one, the, the star of Backdraft. Uh, yeah. So so that's uh, I, I I long since uh, stopped caring about the Baldwins. Thirty Rock is off the air. I will give Alec Baldwin 30 Rock. That's all he gets credit for. Oh, it was for. William Baldwin. William, yes, William Baldwin. That's what I'm thinking of. But Adam Baldwin is the best. He's the one you remember. He, 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 he made Gamer Game. He made Gamer Adam game. Baldwin, no relation. No relation. Who knew? He, uh, which I'm, I'm sure he's not proud of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure Play he's just up, like, just like uh, Adam Baldwin, not Alec. That's what he should put in his Twitter profile. He was great in, uh, in uh, what was that war movie in the 80s? Uh, Adam, ba- or Adam Baldwin? Yeah, Adam oh, Baldwin. I, uh, I just remember he played Mother. From- um, he was in Chuck. He was in Chuck, uh, and then he was also in um, the the ship, which is really good. So both very very good shows. It's one of the Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Okay. Full Metal Jacket. That was kind of a splash onto the scene, I think. Vincent D'Onofrio as well. He was nuts in that. Yep. Both those guys were. All right, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Ian. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks. For, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great, man. Let everyone know where they can find you. Well, you can find me tonight at on <laughs> Timcast IRL at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me iancrossland.net if you want to follow me on social media. Hit me up through that. Perfect. Perfect. It sure was. It was, it was good absolute time. perfection. Two crisis parties. That yeah. doesn't happen very often. Hundred yeah, percent. Thank we you guys. Twice nailed it. Twice this week. So, mm-hmm. Mary, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty. <laughs> and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. She does. Uh, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. The show uh, right here, youtube.com slash popculturecrisis, Monday through Friday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's noon Pacific. Now, we will be off Monday for the 4th of July, and then we are actually only going to be have shows on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. We've got, uh, I've got some stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I've got some stuff coming up next week. So uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we will be back. Regular scheduled program the week after. But uh, we are still going to be having content coming out. Uh, we're going to produce some content so that uh, stuff still comes out on Thursday and Friday. So look for that. Uh, other than that, we are on social media. We are on Twitter, at popculture underscore show. We are on Facebook and TikTok, at popculturecrisis. And on Instagram, at popculturecrisispod. We will be back with another episode on Tuesday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.